Are you prepared for life's unexpected twists and turns? Lockdowns, natural disasters, power outages, or any situation that makes it tough to get your hands on a good meal. Time waits for no one, and neither do emergencies. PetePrepStore.com is the ultimate in long-term emergency food preparedness and supplies. You're not just buying food, you're buying peace of mind. Our meals are designed to be nutritious, delicious, and have a 25-year shelf life. Yes, you heard that right. 25 years. We source high-quality non-GMO ingredients and use advanced freeze-drying technology to lock in taste and nutrients. Forget last-minute runs to the grocery store. Pete Prep Store is a click away and delivers right to your doorstep. Why risk the well-being of you and your loved ones? With Pete Prep Store, you're always prepared. Make the smart choice today. Visit PetePrepStore.com and place your order today. This isn't just food, it's your lifeline in times of crisis. Don't wait for an emergency to prepare. Be proactive. PetePrepStore.com. Be prepared. Be secure. Be ready. Always. Previously on The Pete Santilli Show. Have the anxiety lifted from you, folks. Don't sit on a Twitter time suck listening to people who are, if they don't have a God-centered approach to this thing, if there's not biblical reference to what is happening, and historical reference because Lucifer, okay, had his minions reverse engineer the Bible. That Joe Biden was handpicked in 1972 mm -hmm. by these new world orderites. Yes. to come up as the Democrat, to overthrow the Delaware Republican establishment. And then next thing you know, he's out there talking about a new world order, documented. And then he and his spawn of Satan wife, Jill, got married over the black rock at the United Nations. That Joe Biden's honeymoon was spent in a two week secret hiatus in communist Hungary. Pastor Baxter's timeline. You can um, you can deny it all you want, but <laughs> you know what I mean. But I've been looking for these signs. Look at World War Three, the sixth trumpet. World War Three. Of course, the Middle East peace treaty, because you know we're advancing with this war mm -hmm. towards peace. Zero regard for the life of our country, because all of the energy that's been used to build our country was used for one purpose and that was to advance the luciferian agenda these secret societies must be secret no more what is our common bond truly Freedom! Freedom! Without freedom, you can't be a Christian no matter what denomination you belong to. You can't be a Buddhist. You can't own a donut shop. You can't drive from here to Oregon. You can't be an American because that's what it's all about. And it's the only thing that it's all about. Nothing else. Nothing else. It's about freedom. There's a time to pray and there's a time to stand.
here we are, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome. Thanks for tuning in. You are tuned into the live Pete Santelli show here on this. Can you imagine? It is October 10th, 1776, of course. Uh, welcome. October 10th. Time flies when you're having an absolute blast. Uh, right? <laughs> literally. Yeah, literally. Right? Yeah. Deb Jordan, are you ready to go? Say good morning and hello to everybody. I am. Uh, as you check in, of course. Checking in. We're, we're on a mission right now. Mm -hmm. um, the cost of doing this type of business that I'm about to suggest is zero. Mm -hmm. It's literally lifting. Normally, if you're an apathetic feeding buzzard, okay, you'll have to get some exercise. You're going to lift your... Lift your <laughs> buzzard paw, right? And click that uh, button. Click that rumble button. We don't have that pathetic well, buzz. Uh, no, we don't. Um, we don't. They're just, uh, we're, uh, this is a re-education camp, we'll call it, okay? <laughs> yeah. We, yeah. Good morning, we everyone. re-educate everybody. Good morning. Good morning. Yeah, How yeah, are you? I'm putting on my glasses What are you doing? Here. Putting I on the clean, rinse? I was cleaning my glasses off, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. How okay. are you? I'm doing good. Good, good. Doing good. Good to hear. Um, Which way am I going here? Just want to let everybody know we had um, yesterday. There we go. Uh, let, me, let me tell you what we had yesterday. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, first of all, if you're brand new to the channel, uh, make sure you clip, click that uh, subscribe button. Right? Mm -hmm. Make sure you do it. I know we've got a lot of um, new Give listeners. Give us a thumbs up, too. A lot of new listeners coming on. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're coming from other channels, wherever you're coming from, welcome to Rumble. Welcome. They're already offended. Huh? <laughs> Don't be offended. You'll who's get a, used to it. You'll know, a, you'll know he's not talking about you personally. Who's offended? After a while. Who knows? Oh, here it goes. <laughs> uh, could be anybody. Yeah. No, we're, we're at war, ladies and gentlemen. So mm. I'm not going to molly coddle everybody and uh, be nicer. It's too loud in here during this war. Mm. Yeah, no, 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 no. I want another Lady. foxhole. Yeah, you know, the, the whole, I, I remember for, nicer a, wine. for a long time, like the Facebook people would say, you know, you can catch more bees with honey. Oh, yeah, yeah. They used to say that to me. Yeah, I know. Really? How about if I just delete my Facebook uh, stream altogether? Mm -hmm. And I did. I never looked back. Yeah. I just left those people. Listen, I, I'm, I'm not about collecting. Um, I, I'm not about just dragging people out of the concentration camp. You know what I mean? <laughs> I know. Uh, the, the best it's really tough do. on you. What's that? I said that's really that's a concept that's really hard and, for and you. And guess what? I will think. And and by the way, I do love everybody. I do. I love you. Mm -hmm. I love you. Um, I love you. We show up to work each and every day with a tremendous amount of love in our hearts. And that's the truth. Yeah. That's the truth. Um, yeah. I, you know, I used to feel a level of anxiety, you know, like, oh my goodness, we're not going to be able to save everybody. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I, you know, as a Christian, I had to realize that we're not going to be able to save everybody. Um, and I can't force people to do things either. You have to have, you know, of your own free will. Uh, like if I were a Democrat, I'd be like holding a gun up to you, forcing you to 
click that rumble button, you know? Mm-hmm. But that's not how we, how we do things. No. We propel the truth freely by we the people. You're not going to be paid like the Frankensteins. What are those guys? The Krappensteins. Who mm-hmm. are those guys over there? They get paid. Krappensteins? Krappensteins. Krappensteins. I don't know. I know the brothers. Uh, the Krappenstein brothers. They get yeah, those, paid to do what they're doing. They well, yeah, the but those guys, those guys got in big time trouble, according to mm. the internet. And, you know, I've been watching those guys for a little bit of time now, and they mm. got, they've been... They got in a lot of trouble for scamming people, mm. you know, uh, scamming money and all kinds of other things. I mean, yeah, yeah, they are, according to oh, what I'm reading, bad actors. And guess what? All right. So check this out. We did make the top 50. We made the top 50. That's great news, isn't it? Is that great mm. news? We made the top 50. It is very good news. Uh Are you celebrating? Huh? Are you celebrating? No, I'm about to berate berate everybody. Okay? Mm. No. Uh, We're striving for excellence, so I'm not going to back off. Um, I'm not going to back off. Here's here's what we're doing. Okay? We should have 100% participation. You know, mm-hmm. hey, listen, uh, on our show, the world revolves around the following principle. I, I'm going to use two analogies. One is the earth has a set of handles, right? Mm-hmm. And, it, and it revolves around the following principle. There are those that grab a handle and push, right? Right. And what happens to everybody else that doesn't want to grab a handle and push? They get a ride. They go along for the ride, okay? Some people we, have to ride. Some people can't push. <laughs> it's true. We love those people, but they can push a button. They, and they can, can give push us the button. Though. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, pr- propel the show, right? Propel the show. Here, look. Let, let's take a look at uh, at our at our numbers right now. Right here, we made the top fifty. So congratulations. Yes. Right? Here we are at number twenty-seven. But we had 89,000 people come to the show <laughs> and only 800 people click the button. Come on, you guys. Okay. Yeah. Can you imagine that? Mm-hmm. 89,000 people came to the show yesterday and 894 uh, clicked the button. Mm-hmm. So, you know, is it because, you know, there's a bunch of stragglers that just don't know? They don't know. So that's uh-huh. okay. Settle in. And let's get together. Maybe we had uh, 89,000 new viewers. Maybe. That had no idea what they were getting into. Like, where is the button? Where is the button, right? Yeah. Clicking that rumble button when we get propelled to the top 50. Now, look at this. This this will accelerate that particular episode. Yes. Right? So you're going to share it with people that we're not you know, paying for advertising. Um, but through people power, we can be ranked here. And crush Dan Bongino, okay? <laughs> you know, because yeah. Uh, no, yeah. I love I love Dan Bongino. I do. Yeah, I have zero. Have I ever said a bad thing about Dan Bongino? Mm. Ever, ever. I don't know. Never. Never. Wow. Never have. I've never said anything bad about Dan mm-hmm. Bongino, other than he needs to leave Fox News. Yeah. Well. And yeah. then he did. <laughs> Willingly. It's like, too. what is he doing over there? Yeah. yeah. What is he doing over there? Yeah. yeah. So. 
So you propel it, and guess what? All of a sudden, this is the leaderboard. Everybody goes there, and I'm like, oh, who's up there? Oh, wow, Diamagino. You know, because, mm-hmm. you know, he conditions his audience. He actually has already brought his entire audience through the Dan Bongino re-education camp. Well, yeah, I mean. Away he, from the Zuckerberg, yeah, you know. From, well, not only that, but I mean, he is a, he's a, he's a uh, very prominent mm-hmm. uh, correspondent on Fox News was. He's right? also, he's also a part owner of Rumble. Well, yeah, but I mean, but people follow him. They're going to follow him wherever he goes. He has loyal, he has loyal listeners and he has a lot to say that people want to hear. So, you know, it's pretty cool. I think 27 uh, is pretty good. It's pretty good for our little bitty tiny show. But look at Dan Bongino had uh, 850,000 people. Sure. And only 22,000 of them clicked that button. I mean, that's how it goes okay. in this business. 22,000. Yeah, yeah, that is. So what I want you to do, push that uh, push that rumble button. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yep. Uh, and what it will do, this is free advertising for us right here. Mash that rumble button. It's free advertising. Help propel uh, this show and what we cover. Because we're going to cover each and every day some pretty powerful stuff. We will. Yeah, I think we take a different, um, mm-hmm. uh, listen, from our experience, and we don't want to get away from it, is, you know, mm. a lot of people are afraid to delve into what the mainstream is calling a conspiracy theory, mm-hmm. you know, mm. but um, we're not afraid to delve into that and talk about and yeah. talk about that. Let, you now, know? Listen, now, listen to this. Uh, almost 900,000 people. All right. Mm-hmm. Went to Dan Bongino's show. It's a powerful show. It's at the top of the uh, leaderboard. Mm-hmm. Now, imagine this. We're a much smaller show. Okay. We only had, you know, 89,000 people. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. But imagine what we could have done if we had half of us. We would have been right next to Dan, Dan Bongino and mm-hmm. number two. And that's the power of we, the people, and propelling the show. Right. All right. And that's just, this is just one example. When you share, it it accelerates it. Okay, so I want you to do that. Um, That's how our numbers grow. Uh, So please do that, all right? Yes. And and we're learning our way away from, we're weaning ourselves off of the, you know, Susan watch Kiki and Mark Zuckerberg sit there and just feed, feed, feed. I think we're pretty much weaned off of that, off of Facebook Mm, Live. No, I actually had to take a crowbar. To, to get us no 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 i mean you 50. and i our show oh yes absolutely is, and i mean we don't even we don't even we're miss not YouTube. on youtube we're yeah. not on facebook you yeah know, i even hesitate to push the live button on twitter mm. you know sometimes be, be, just because you know yeah i mean we don't hear much from from of a response from over there but speaking of twitter if if I may move on just a little bit, mm-hmm. you know Laura Loomer is Jewish, and she visits Israel, and it means she has it. It's very sacred to her, as it is with Christians right now. Pastor Dave mm-hmm. Robbins, mm-hmm. Uh, who baptized you, is yes. stuck 
over there, and that's what we're going to be talking about we today. Are, let me know when we're going to go to that, too, by the and, way. And I got to tell you, you know, I I told her it is, you know, it is, um, I'm, we're instructed, Christians are instructed through Paul, who, who said, Paul, who said, um, no, God has not turned his back on the people of Israel. He said, I myself am a Jew as, as has God turned his back on me, you know? Um, and, but we're instructed to pray for Israel. So there are several passages. David was always, King David was always praying for Israel. I'll make my point here. Here's what happened when I told Laura to, to comfort her, you know, that there what I was trying to say is Christians are praying for Israel. It's, it's, we are instructed to do so, right? To pray for Israel to, um, to, to see the, to see, to see the light, right? To recognize their Messiah. That's what all of this is about. We talked about it yesterday. God will allow terrible things to happen to Israel to bring them around, right? <laughs> Terrible things are getting ready to happen, and we're to pray for Israel because sooner or later, uh, they will do exactly that. The Bible tells us so, that it will. And God has not given up on Israel. And But boy, do, have, do I, am I ever getting attacked for leaving that statement um, over on Laura Loomer's Twitter page, you know? And it is unbelievable the hatred out there for Israel, for Israel, and for Jews mm. in the United States. It's unbelievable. I'm like, I'm really shocked by it because some of the stuff that I'm getting is just so it it is so heartbreakingly um, evil. The things that people are saying. I did not say that we need to send them tons of money and that we need to go to war for them any of those things because uh, you know i don't believe that we i don't really don't believe that we should if we're not going to do it for ukraine and we're not going to do it for this one and that one you know i i really don't believe that we should do that but we should pray for at the very least uh, pray for israel and and you know support the people there and and just pray that God makes this quick, you know, <laughs> that he, that he, that he brings them around pretty quick. But, uh, you know, it, it's just shocking to me, Pete. It's really shocking. And a lot of people were like, well, what about the people of Palestine? Uh, do you pray for them? Of course, you know, you pray for the situation and everybody over there. But, you know, Palestine mm -hmm. kind of brought this on themselves, didn't they? I mean... And, and everybody's like, yeah, but Israel did this and Israel did that. And I'm like, yep, I know, but we are instructed to pray for them. And there is a reason. It's, it's almost like these Christians. I mean, I've been called a fake Christian, a hypocrite. Oh, and those are the nicer things. Uh, F you, F the Jews. I mean, really, it's just unbelievable. Some of the, some of the, stuff that is coming out of people's mouths. But it's not about what Israel is now. It is what God has planned for them and what they are going to become. That's what you pray for. 
right? It's like people haven't, people have not even read, um, they haven't read the Bible. They haven't. They, mm-hmm. It's like, do you know that these are still God's chosen people and he's going to bring them around? It's going to be devastating. Right. It's going to be devastating for them for a while. It's going to be devastating for the world, actually. Um, it's coming and there's nothing we could do to stop it. There's nothing left to do for Israel or Palestine or any of these places, but to pray for them. And and if people are going to come after me for that, I mean, I can only imagine. Can you imagine? People are literally siding. People are out there siding with um, Ilan Omar, Rashida Tlaib, mm. the Palestinians that are that are swarming Times Square. Wait till you see the footage that I just gave Karen. You need to go to Notion and get that in. Uh, get that You're in. Calling audibles already. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you'll want to see this when I you're know, going just, through the stuff because <laughs> the people in Australia, wait until you see what is happening in Australia. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean it, I'm just sitting back going, oh my gosh, the Bible clearly says that all the nations, most of the nations, not all of them, will come against Israel and they will hate her so much. And they will seethe about her and they will come after her, right? And in the end, when it's all said and done, God will look back and say, who prayed for Israel or who was on the side of Israel, right? Mm -hmm. Even though right now he's mad at them and it looks like, you know, like he hates them, he doesn't. And that's the point. And, And people are not even paying attention to that, you know? Mm hmm. They're not. They're just not. And so anyway, wait till you see what they're what the Palestinians are doing in Australia. They flooded the borders of every country over the last what over the last three years. Well, over decades, really, actually, Obama started it here in the United States. It all started back then since uh, 2008. They flooded the borders of every country and and. It's. I mean, what are people going to say when the Palestinians blow up something here in the United States of America, right? And they're angry. That, that day is coming, isn't it? It is. Yeah, it is. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. You ready to go? Mm-hmm. I am. You are. All right. Yeah. Uh, let's uh, Let's get right into it. All right. Um, first of all, we have we have an update for you. Oh, oh man! Did I really do that? I did. What'd you do? <laughs> I carry my end time book with me everywhere. Here it is. Oh, it's in my go. binder. There you it is. It. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So, first of all, this is. This is not a pitch, all right? I made this. Nathan made it last night. Order understanding the end time. It's a very important time. This is a very important book. I'm going through a very important Bible study right now. Um, revisiting Pastor 
Irvin Baxter's uh, series, like a 25 video series, 25 hours total of understanding the end time. This book is so epically, perfectly aligned with what we need to know. Like, how do you know if it's the end time? Um, I'm, I'm believing that everything that we're seeing um, is not of God, you know. It, it's not. It's of, of Satan, of Lucifer. These Luciferians have manufactured the entire um, dialectic, okay? The Hegelian dialectic. They, they want the chaos that they're bringing. And there's all signs there. So, so do I believe that, that God is, is, is bringing his wrath upon anybody? Mm, he will uh, eventually, but no, I, I don't think that, that this is of God. Uh, and that's, mm. my, that's my, my personal perspective right now. Now, what I am concerned about are the, the human beings that are, that are having an impact on what's going on there uh, in Israel. A uh, couple of things. Um, Pastor Dave Robbins, who's also co-authored this book, Understanding the End Time. Uh, go to endtime.com forward slash Pete. Use promo code Pete for 10% off. Okay. We're going to buy a bunch of those as well. Uh, but Deb Jordan, there's a, there's a report out mm -hmm. right now. Um, Pastor Dave Robbins actually met with, um, uh, Grant Stitchfield, Stinch, mm -hmm. Stinchfield. Yeah. Right. Um, so we're going to go to that report late, late last night. He gives us an update and here's the update. Now he wanted to stay. He wasn't fearful. Um, uh, he continued on with his tour. They were supposed to leave on Sunday, mm -hmm. but it's gotten to the point now where the United States of America needs to say, okay, any Americans that want to leave, here's your chance. We got planes waiting out on the tarmac yeah, for you yeah, and yeah. evacuate mm -hmm. Americans because if they're going to chop off the heads of IDF soldiers, mm -hmm. don't you think that an American Christian would be a, a prized possession for them? They're actually they're, reports. They're in extreme danger. There are actually reports uh, mm -hmm. that they can't verify uh, but mm -hmm. they they are getting reports that Chris, there are Americans and Christians who have been kidnapped and um, are being held. Joe Biden, literally, okay, it's the most disgusting thing I have ever, ever, ever seen. And I follow politics for a mm -hmm. long time, folks. Yeah. All, ever since I was 10, 11 years old, okay? I was re reading the political pages of the Albany Times Union while I was eating my cornflakes. Mm -hmm. I would flip through it. I was following politics at a very, very young age. I mean, I was, you know, on a, on a boat with mafia members, uh, with the city of Albany's mayor talking about who they were going to be whacking. Mm -hmm. You think I'm joking? You do that on a boat on Lake George, by the way. <laughs> That's what you do. Huh? But I want to make That's one what you thing. Do. No, but I've been, been around politics a long time. I've well, never, ever seen a U.S. political leader right on the precipice of World War III mm -hmm. take the day off. There are lives at stake right now. Mm -hmm. Like, you go to your command center and say, all right, what do we need to do here? And, you know, and America first, right? 
take care mm -hmm. of Americans. And then, okay, what's going on with Israel? I mean, hundreds of people, hundreds of people died on the on the uh, at the festival there. Mm -hmm. I mean, there were there were children that were killed. This is a a huge yeah, teenagers, mostly teenagers. international event. This is a horrific, horrific event. Um, you would want to be on the phone at least to leave the phone line open while they're scrambling uh, to take care of their own nation. I mean, any any country like that 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 has been taken out by terrorists. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's just straight up terrorism. Mm -hmm. Doesn't matter what country it is, whether it's Israel or not. You take the day off. Really? Ah, sorry about that. We're going to go to uh, Pastor Dave's up update right now. Welcome back, everyone. Israel draws in tour groups from around the world. Many of those tourists are now stuck in Israel with no way to get out. End Time Ministries took a group of over 40 Americans. They witnessed the initial rocket attacks firsthand while visiting one of Israel's sacred sites. That sent them into a frantic quest to get to safety. They are now in Jerusalem. That's where one of the leaders of End Times Ministries is, Dave Robbins. Dave, thanks for coming on tonight. Uh, thank you for having me, Grant. I wish it was in better circumstances, but uh, God's certainly with us right now, so uh, certainly appreciative of that. You know, Dave, I saw your Instagram, and I said, oh, my Lord, here he is. He's in Israel. You've got 40, 43 people with you. Why don't you tell me about who you're with and, and what you all are going through right now? Yes. Every year we take two tour groups to Israel. Uh, we own a college in downtown Jerusalem. We're really heavily invested in what's going on in Israel and with our ministry, End Time Ministries. And so we are on our fall tour over here with over 40 people. We toured the first day, everything was fine. Saturday, we got up, went down into the West Bank. We were on top of Masada when we heard two big booms. Our guide come to us and he said, look, they're shooting rockets from Gaza. And he said, we've been told to get down off of Masada and go straight back to the hotel. We came back to the hotel, we were in the hotel the rest of the day and come to find out that Gaza had broke through the, the border fence down there. They, they were coming through by land, air, and sea. They were coming through on motorcycles, running in by the hundreds. They came in in rubber boats uh, in the Mediterranean Sea, and they were coming through on paragliders and different things. It was just it was something out of a movie. And they came in here, yeah, and they were, yeah. In, in many respects, you're blessed that, they didn't, these terrorists, these fighters, didn't get into your yes. hotel. We do know there are American hostages taken. There are Americans that have been killed. Yes. Uh, was there any danger of them getting to you? Was there any, how close did they come? So not at this point. They are, most everything that happened was within 10 to 15 miles down in Gaza, which is in southern Israel. We're up in the center part of the country, which is, uh, we're in Jerusalem. However, there were many rockets that came up through here and, or I should say missiles, Iron Dome intercepted many of them, but um, just today we had several of them, uh, missiles come up through here and two of them fell. One of them hit right in a neighborhood where we were at yesterday, right next to a neighborhood. And then another one fell, get this, on a mosque um, just outside Jerusalem. So they're still firing rockets and different things, but this thing's not going away. It's getting ready to get bigger because Israel has 300,000 reserve, 300, reservists that have been called up, and they're getting ready to go into Gaza. 
Yeah, they, they, they sure are. Um, and yes. For everyone at home, these rockets that come in that Hamas fires, they're basically homemade rockets. They're not like these precision-guided missiles that the United States has. Um, you don't really know where they're going to land. They don't care because they target civilians in, in the end, which is yeah, what's so frightening. Care. Now, the question about getting out, have you tried? Yeah. I mean, the airports seem to be all just backlogged up. What's going on with yeah. the with the escape here, Dave? So here's the thing. I have tickets to get out of here on Sunday morning. I've got a set ticket, and El Al is still flying. We are the last tour group with SAR L, the largest touring group in, in Israel. We're the last tour group here with their company. The last one just pulled out and went to Jordan just to try to get a ticket to get home. I think what we may be able to do, because there's no way I could go to get go to um, El, Ben Gurion right now in Tel Aviv and get a, a ticket. It's not possible. So I think what our the best thing we're going to do is we're going to move from Jerusalem to Netanya, which is just north of Tel Aviv, and we're going to hunker down and stay there till Sunday and try to get out then. And uh, hopefully God's got his hands upon us, and know he does, and we can get out. Other than that, there's no way of us getting out of here. I can't go north because Lebanon Lebanon is now firing missiles into Israel. They've been shooting mortars, and Israel's been going in and bombing them, and it's happening in the south. My only exit out of here is to go to Jordan and try to get a ticket. Um, we've had some people that said they that the military, the U.S. military, may come in and get American citizens out. But at this point right wow. now, we're fairly stuck here and hoping to get out on if, Sunday. If history is any judge of how the United States under Joe Biden handles getting Americans out, all we have to do is look back right. to Afghanistan. Uh, boy, you yeah. would hope that doesn't happen again here. Um, right. Hezbollah is up in Lebanon. They're the ones there's talk about. They may come in with the same type of attack in from the north. So you, you get yes. closed in here. How are the tour goers doing? I know you personally. You're a tough guy. I can see you don't get rattled easy. Yeah. How is everybody else right. doing? Not everybody is, is, that, is that strong. Well, we had um, some people that went this morning, yesterday evening and this morning to the airport. They were able to get on an uh, Emirates flight and they went to Dubai and then they're going to try to get home from there. They're just flying by the seat of their pants. They're doing all they can. El Al was, um, they were selling uh, business class. They had two business class tickets available yesterday. They were selling those for $16,000 a piece. And so other than that, most of our tour group is in good spirits. And they're saying, hey, we're willing to stay here with you guys. We know we're going to be kept safe. And we're going to try to get out of here on Sunday morning because I've got guaranteed tickets on Sunday morning as long as they don't close Ben-Gurion Airport. If they close, close Ben-Gurion Airport, uh, we may be here for a while. And I, I hope not, but um, we're kind of stuck. All right, last question for you. You said God's hand is upon your group. Today you yes. went touring. I thought the whole country yes. was closed down. I'm surprised you even found any place to go touring, but uh, yes. but you did that today. And that really should be a message to the terrorist that says you're not going to get anybody down, especially Americans. No. Nope. No, we're still here, and I'm not going to let what Satan do in the South. It is satanic. I mean, they've actually come out now, Grant, and said that every time Israel bombs in Gaza, that they're going to kill a, they're going to kill a civilian. And so it's it, the thing is ramping up. This is not going to wait today or tomorrow. They pulled up 300,000 reservists. Israel has the IDF packed up on the Lebanese border, which is where we normally would tour. They're getting ready to go into Gaza, and it's going to get a lot worse. I'm just praying that we can get up out of here on Sunday. That's the main goal, to keep everybody safe and get everybody home.
Well, I, I would la like to ask everybody watching this to please pray for yes, you, sir. Dave Robbins, your family that's there, and, and everybody in that tour group that the, we get these Americans home safe. And while we're at it, pray for everybody in Israel. Lord knows they could, they could use it. Dave Robbins, End Amen. Time Ministries, a uh, great organization. And I appreciate you sharing time. I know it's very stressful for you, but uh, a lot of people back here are wondering how everybody's doing, and we appreciate the update. God bless you, my friend. Thank you for having me on. Absolutely, Dave. Happy to do it. And uh, again, God. yeah, uh, great report. Um, also a concerning report. And Pastor Dave, my pastor, by the way, he's my pastor. He's a tough guy, tough mm -hmm. cowboy. Mm -hmm. When you want to be baptized and get dunked in the water, you want <laughs> him right next to you, okay? He's a, you know, right? Mm -hmm. It's just, I was nothing but a, Brahma bull to him, right? <laughs> no, he's, he's a tough guy. He loves guy. you. Yeah, no, I, I love Very him. Much. I do. I, I do. Mm -hmm. uh, I love Pastor Dave. And we, you know, we've got, uh, a, it, it is beyond uh, a strong familial connection. I mean, him obviously being the, you know, the um, the son-in-law of Pastor Irvin Daxter. Mm-hmm. Um, they know that I was uh, like Pastor Baxter's almost pet pro pet project. You know, it was it was amazing. He he loves you very huge, much. Yeah, yeah. he's yeah. great great guy. Mm -hmm. uh, he was very very patient with me. Mm -hmm. he, there was no reason for him to come on our show. I mean, he has a huge audience and very very busy man. But he always took the time out uh, to be a patient um, mm -hmm. uh, teacher and. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, so we we have to say our prayers for for Pastor Dave and and all those Christians. They're they're in very grave danger right now. I mean, I I hate to over dramatize it, but um, analyzing this thing over a couple of days um, has has given me um, some discernment here. Okay. Mm hmm. Uh, as to what kind of danger he's in. I mean, they, they're, these, these people on the other side um, are, are so, so, so brutal. Uh, at least that's how it's being presented to us uh, through the social media influence operation. Because you know there's a lot of money in what's going on right now. And I think that's the driving force. Well, we uh, know from is, past. Is there's justification for all the money that's going to be spent uh, for Israel to well, we know that we know from past um, experience and events that both sides can be brutal, um, for for sure they can be. But listen, I, I hesitate uh, right now to, to you have to, to want to reciprocate with brutality, but you know, I mean, uh, you have just, to understand what's mm, happening, mm. what's what's happening, and and what we have what we have seen. This is Iran. This is a, this is Iranian backed, and you you, oh, absolutely. you cannot mm -hmm. you you cannot look at this without understanding that. And look, yes, there are innocent people that are going to and have already um, been brutally murdered here, and they're going. It's going to continue, right? So. Um, 
you know, I don't want the United States to get involved in 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 all of it. And the Warhawks are salivating. I mean, mm. when you listen to Haley, Nikki Haley, and and Lindsey Graham, and we will. And, and we will. When you listen but, to all of them, you're just like, oh, it's so cringe. But for right now, uh, let's do this for this segment. Um, of course, and this is not a, I, I mean, I have to say this. I mean, I'm, you know, what do I call myself? The third best salesperson on planet Earth, mm-hmm. right? I can sell my pillows like crazy and and mm-hmm. and advocate for them and, and, and beef jerky and stuff. I've always been in sales my whole life. That's not what this is about. I really want everybody, um, you know, as part of our armor of God, of course, to get ourselves um, in tune with. And and, and he's not uh, an end-time prophet. Pastor Baxter was literally a biblical scholar that Mm. understood the, 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 the letter of each word that was written in the book of Revelations. Great, great teacher. So... Mm -hmm. Uh, these writings and his missionary work was to literally get us prepared to understand the end time, focused on Book of Revelations, mm-hmm. and as it relates to the Jews and why uh, they go to Israel, uh, is Pastor Baxter set up his entire ministry so that in the end time, uh, when certain things would take place and the Jews are to flee Israel, there will be a time when they must flee Israel mm-hmm. that they were going to send, they're going to send, they have the address of every single Jew in Israel. And there's a, uh, a newsletter that will go out from mm-hmm. end time ministries. And Pastor Baxter had set that up and they're all ready to go um, to, to warn the Jews. So, you know, when we say we, we pray, you know, for Israel, don't stop short of knowing what that means. Um, there will come a time when it truly is uh, the end time brought by God. And I don't believe that this is it. I I, I don't think it is. I see a lot of uh, man's hands, okay? Of course. In in manufacturing this. Well, God has to use someone. Uh, This is absolutely the hand of God. uh, You think so? There is nothing, and I mean nothing. There is nothing that happens with Israel that does not have the hand of God all over it. Mm. That's it. That is it. When you look, uh, look. Uh, and you I'm going gonna, gonna to explain my point, okay, before the end of the show. Hopefully, I will have illustrated my point, okay? When when you look, Kate, at well, how they set this all up, and people in the threads are absolutely it's so engaged, and I love this in, uh-huh. a, in our chat room. I'm engaged. a new Christian, so I'm learning my way through this. <laughs> They're so engaged. Mm-hmm. Um, everything that led up to this point has mm-hmm. been... Um, it, it from leaving leaving eighty five billion dollars worth of equipment, right? To Biden given giving lifting the sanctions on Iran and giving them billions that's a, that's of dollars of, of Lucifer. All that stuff is of Lucifer. Oh, but only if God allows it. Mm. Only only if God allows it, Pete. And that's the thing. People need to wrap their minds. Up. God is allowing this to happen. It says it says in the Bible that he will allow terrible things to happen mm. to Israel. And we said it yesterday and people need to understand it is all to bring them it is all to bring them around to Christ. Mm. Every knee well, shall bow 
Yeah. Every tongue confess. Okay. They now, will. Now listen. Uh, they will. Yeah. Yes, they will. I, I do believe that. This is the only way. Um, this is the way it's going to happen. Okay. Uh, well, if you're brand new to the show, all right, click that... Um, uh, that rumble button. I'm gonna. I'm gonna check to see how we're doing here. I'm, no, gotta, it isn't. I gotta click mine. Uh, it is not God taking His hands off, uh, hand off of Israel. Somebody just said it's he not. will God's, never do that. It, it. I mean, I don't understand. People just don't even read uh, the. Mm, he uh, won't. Do obviously, that. haven't read the well, Bible. Well, well, I, I, it's not that I misinterpreted, but the message that I got. I, I, okay, so maybe I should rephrase it. Uh, is he to come? It may not be of this moment that he's gonna he's gonna arrive. Well, not just yet. Oh no, there's a lot of things that are gonna happen yet. A lot of things are gonna happen. Mm -hmm. That's right. That's right. These things will come to pass. Right. Some very horrifying things are gonna come to pass before he comes. Right. Mm -hmm. We have to we have to accept that. So guess what? Understanding the end time. Last night, what did I do? Uh, I mean, we did our regular work and stuff. What was I doing? I mean, I was in the Bible and I was listening to um, uh, to Pastor Tony Spell's sermon. Mm -hmm. It was a great sermon. Um, mm -hmm. That's what I was doing last night. I mean, yep. I'm I'm very very deeply immersed in trying to understand what's going on and in all this chaos and conflict that's online and these social media influence operations. Now we have some video here just to uh, we'll end this particular segment and I want to make sure that everybody is armed with understanding the end times the most important book the most important portal to the most valuable information about the book of revelations um, I've come a long way to say that mm -hmm. I've come a long way and I want to recommend that everybody gets understanding the end time uh, but let's take a look at what's going on uh, in Israel, or uh, in Gaza right now. They, they haven't even begun. You know that, right? <clears throat> right. Folks, they haven't begun yet. This, this is nothing. This is preparing the battlefield. They're literally pre-positioning right now. And I have imagery uh, of that as well. Okay. Mm. Look at that. What did I say? You ain't seen nothing yet, huh? Mm -hmm. No. Mm -mm. No, let's go to... Um, let's go to the live feed here. Uh, we have a, a live feed. Um, this is the live feed. These are troops uh, pre-positioning. I'll go all the way back. Back in time here. Just give you a couple of images. There's one camp with these these tanks uh, that are that are positioned there, and I'll move this out of the way. Um, Deb, mm -hmm. sorry about that. Want to make sure that we show it. Um, here it is. 
This is just one feed right here. Tanks moving around. I've been watching it uh, all morning. I've been watching the airstrikes uh, on Israel. We got Jerusalem, uh, Cam. Uh, we've got uh, live feed from the Western Wall as well. Uh, in the morning time at the Western Wall. Uh, we've got... Um, Jerusalem live skyline cam. There. Look at how close the wall is to the Dome of the Rock. Hmm? Hmm. There we are. At the wall. The holy wall, right? Mm-hmm. Hmm? Not a lot of people there. Um, no. Why? Well. well. Hmm? They're being very cautious. Let, uh, They're in lockdown right now. Hmm? Let us uh, let us pray for Pastor Dave. Mm -hmm. um, my goodness, the the people that are in charge. You know, um, a governance through crisis, you know, is um, is important. It's, you know, to, to, to show their humanity, at least, to work a full workday mm -hmm. would be the bare minimum requirement, I would expect. But, but these people are godless that are on the other side. Um, Joe Biden, you know, taking the, taking the day off is probably one of the most disgusting things. I've a lot of people seen. are calling him out or calling, but I've you know, never seen such a thing. I mean, we don't know Bill, what's Bill we Clinton know. would stay up. You know, we don't know what's happening behind the scenes, but we can bet that it's not good. Joe Biden called the lead. You, you would normally broadcast, which means he's not giving any updates or talking to the media. They, if he was in the situation room, they would say president Trump. They wouldn't say President Biden. Mm -hmm. President Trump is bunkered up in the situation room. You're not going to hear from him. He's deeply immersed in working through the crisis, making sure we get Americans, you know, at least communicated with, find out exactly where they're at, um, and make arrangements to get them out if necessary. Now, this is what I do know. Uh, we're, we're getting word uh, from certain people. We won't say who they are. Um. There are, there are extraction teams on the way. Mm -hmm. uh, right now, uh, they have terrorists coming in from four quadrants. From the north in Lebanon. Right. From the south. Um, from the east. Mm -hmm. And from the west. And it's all of those old Soviet-backed, and we're talking Soviet here, it's all the, the old, familiar mm. uh, Soviet-backed, uh, mm. countries, right? Yeah. So our prayers to Pastor Dave, prayers to, you know, for everybody. Uh, take one side, and there's only there's only one side to take, folks. You can argue about it all you want. Um, there's only one side to take. Um, Team Jesus, right? Mm-hmm. 
Well, when you see the overwhelming response and countries around the world, uh, the uh, from the Palestinians around the world, who fled these countries to go to other countries to be safe, right? Who should be assimilated into these other countries and are not, that are rising up right now. People better take a long, hard look at that, and you better be watching, you know, you better be watch watching what you're doing in some of these cities where they're rising up and in some of these towns. Pay attention. Have better pay full attention. Full situational awareness, mm -hmm. as they say, right? Yeah. Um, and, and that's why I want uh, Pastor uh, Dave Robbins to be told, you got to go, buddy. You got, it's time to go. It's too dangerous. Because I, I know that it is. Mm -hmm. It is too dangerous right now. Um, he didn't fully realize how dangerous it was when he heard about rockets. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, he well, said there pretty, were, there were several common. hundred rockets in the it's beginning. It's pretty There's, common for mm -hmm. rockets to fly here and there mm -hmm. um uh, but this but this is something totally different right yeah i mean they actually invaded so i'm not going to be able to play this next clip here uh because we don't have time we're going to go to uh our first break okay mm -hmm. now how many of you have punched that rumble button um, and encourage each other, right? Let's push the show uh, to free advertising, right? On the leaderboard and on our social networks. Click that rumble button. It's, it's free. It's free. Um, there's, there's no reason why everybody grab a handle and push, okay? We're, this is an info war, right? No, I'm not going to use the the foxhole analogy right now uh, because we're not we're not fighting. This isn't fighting against an enemy per se. Um, this is within our own camp doing the work that we need. The world and its handles. You grab a handle and you push. Nobody should be going along for the free ride. All right. And if you think, I mean, if your conscience would allow you to hide behind your computer and not participate, just just know you need to treat each other and the way we conduct ourselves. You know, my grandfather always told me uh, the, the measure of the character uh, of, a, of a man, a real man, mm -hmm. is what he does when nobody's looking. Mm. When nobody's watching, what is he doing? Is he always doing the right thing? I've all I, I kept that in my soul my entire life. Just remember that. So when nobody can see you, what are you doing? Are you, and this isn't a beratement. Are you weak? Are you letting other people take care of you? I mean, God sees what you're doing. And then one day you wake up and realize that he sees everything you're doing. You, you can't hide uh, Monday through Saturday, you know, in between going to church. He knows everything that you're doing. So let's go. Let's uh, let's take care of business. We'll be right back, folks, right after this.
Hi, I'm Ron Paul. I know what you're thinking, another gold commercial. But don't put the TV on mute. You owe it to yourself to listen. Stock markets may be high right now, but they'll eventually fall. When they do, your retirement savings will fall along with them. Call the experts at Gold Co. today to learn more about how easy it is to invest in gold with a gold IRA. Call 855-614-1681 or visit goldco.com forward slash Pete. Are you prepared for life's unexpected twists and turns? Lockdowns, natural disasters, power outages, or any situation that makes it tough to get your hands on a good meal. Time waits for no one, and neither do emergencies. PetePrepStore.com is the ultimate in long-term emergency food preparedness and supplies. You're not just buying food, you're buying peace of mind. Our meals are designed to be nutritious, delicious, and have a 25-year shelf life. Yes, you heard that right. 25 years. We source high-quality non-GMO ingredients and use advanced freeze-drying technology to lock in taste and nutrients. Forget last-minute runs to the grocery store. Pete Prep Store is a click away and delivers right to your doorstep. Why risk the well-being of you and your loved ones? With Pete Prep Store, you're always prepared. Make the smart choice today. Visit PetePrepStore.com and place your order today. This isn't just food. It's your lifeline in times of crisis. Don't wait for an emergency to prepare. Be proactive. PetePrepStore.com. Be prepared. Be secure. Be ready. Always. Cardio Miracle is the finest and most comprehensive nitric oxide and vitamin D supplement in the world. Made from the highest quality ingredients, Cardio Miracle is driven and backed by science and committed to your health and well-being. Get your 60-day, no-risk, money-back guarantee now at CardioMiracle.com. Introducing the Portal Universe only on QUX. This is America's first super app. Easily build your portal, share and monetize video content, live stream, products, music apps, and more. Engage in live chats and private video messaging. This isn't just a TV box or streaming device. This is your social television console. Become a merchant without any setup or monthly fees. Buy and sell using QDUX tokens for private and secure encrypted transactions. You control the ads you watch. You control the content you see. You have easy access to products and services you want, all at the press of a button. QUX brings people together, enhances fellowship, community, and networking capabilities, while protecting privacy like never before. Don't wait. Go to QUX.TV right now and order your QUX TV box today using promo code PETE. Be part of a new digital frontier. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and I'm here to tell you about my new product from my pillow. Towels that actually work. Watch this absorbency test. Here's another towel that we randomly went out and bought. Here's one of my towels with a nice design. I don't know if you can see this, but you could line a swimming pool with this. This is crazy. Get rid of it. Towels that actually work. 
The new MyPillow towels are exclusively made with 100% USA combed cotton with proprietary technology and with maximum absorbency. They dry you faster and are guaranteed to work. I'm interrupting this commercial right now. Retailers have canceled MyPillow. And to thank you for all your support, I'm going to pass the savings directly on to you. Go to MyPillow.com to get deep discounts on all MyPillow products. For example, you get my dog beds for as low as $19.99 or for a limited time you can get my six-piece towel sets regularly $109.99 now only $39.99 the lowest price ever with your promo code banks are supposed to be the safest placeholders for cash in the world but in 2022 that changed the federal reserve pulled out 2.5 trillion of liquidity out of the banks and the fed also changed the requirements so banks don't need to keep any funds on hand this means banks are starved for liquidity and have now become very dangerous places to hold your assets. Get out of the system with the world's safest and most private assets, silver and gold. Call Kirk Elliott, Ph.D. at 720-605-3900. Be sure to tell him Pete Santilli sent you. All right, Jeff Jordan, I'm going to make a, a significant point here. You ready? Mm-hmm. Um, and let me let me re- rephrase it. You know, um, are these signs that he is coming? Well, there 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 are signs every single day that he's going to be coming. As each mm-hmm. day passes, we're in, we're one day closer to that moment. But these exact set of circumstances, things are going to get much, much worse, okay? Is, 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 that's what I understand, is that a lot of things are going to come to pass before, uh, before he arrives. So not just yet, all right? Uh, but this battle has been going on since the book of Genesis, right? Is what I extracted yesterday. It has. Abraham, Isaac, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Um, its originations go back a long, long ways. These are biblical times that we're living in. That's an absolute certainty. Mm-hmm. Okay. But what I was referring to is, you know, is, is, this, is this of God or is this of Lucifer? And yesterday I presented a case that, you know, Albert Pike wrote about World War One, Two, Three. You know, obviously Lucifer has been working to capture as many souls as possible. Mm-hmm. You know, he's got this little... Vegas bet with God that sure. he'll be able to, you know, uh, get everyone to exercise <laughs> That's their a free way to will put it, yeah. towards, towards him, well, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but Lu- Lucifer uh, knows that, you know, Satan knows his time is running short. He's not going to win, that, that, um, that God is the king of the universe, period. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are certain things that have been taking place here. Let me present the case. You ready? Um, This is not of God right here. Listen to this. Yesterday, very, very striking moment for me because we're starting to get facts now. Because we said, oh, how how could Israel not know? Well, but guess what? Egypt is now turning its back, right? Saying, uh, hello, we told Israel about what was going on. Did you know that? No, There's I now not. news reports out there, right? Mm-hmm. Clayton from Redacted 
I need to bring him on our show. He's amazing. Uh, yeah, it really, really is. Doing a great okay? job. Listen there. to what okay. he says here. Also, I found this to be a stunning admission today, just actually a few minutes ago, from Egypt. Egypt's top intelligence officials saying that Israel totally dropped the ball here. They ignored huge warning signs that something big was coming from Hamas in Gaza, and they did nothing to stop it. In other words, Egypt says Israel knew this was coming. They warned Israel. They had multiple conversations like about what it. happened here on 9-11, right? Israel has arguably the most sophisticated intelligence service in the world, and yet they purposefully didn't do anything to stop it. Egypt says they knew about it. So if that's true, why would they do that? Why would Israel ignore a potential attack? Well, let you make up your own minds on that. Also, I found this to be a stunning admission today, just actually a few minutes ago from Egypt. You see? Um, so we now mm -hmm. have Egypt, all right? Then in, in addition to that, okay, um, we can criticize the United States of America. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what, uh, I'm going to get Cash Patel on the, on the show, by well, the way. Might yeah. I say this? Hmm. If, if Israel knew what was happening, then you can bet that the United States knew there was trouble coming, too. Hmm. I mean, right? Oh, yeah. Um, watch this. Hold on one second. Here it is. Listen to Cash Patel. And I'm glad you asked that because... The answer is going to be given by the most articulate person in regards to how the national security infrastructure works. Mm -hmm. Okay. And mm -hmm. Cash Patel was on Steve Bannon. All right. Let's go to that right now. I'm honored to have Cash here. Cash, you only got about a minute and a half. Just you, I want to make sure we start by reading your piece in Gateway Pundit uh -huh. is about the Biden administration uh, missing the beginning of World War III. What did you mean by that? Yeah, and it's a piece that the mainstream media didn't want to run with because it contradicts the defense industrial complex narrative. We'll get into all that, but the, the main genesis of the piece is how did we miss it? How does the best intelligence infrastructure in the world miss it? And this is where I get into an argument with a lot of the folks even on our side of the aisle. They think, oh, they had it and just decided not to do anything. That reality is way worse. What happens is in the national intelligence uh, infrastructures, you have to set priorities. President Trump yes. set priorities. Yes. What are we going to do? We're going to kill terrorists. We're going to go after yes. al-Qaeda. We're going to go after ISIS. We're going to take on yeah. Iran and yes. make sure they don't get a nuclear weapon. Look, under Trump, you had peace. Uh, Bibi is just – actually, has just announced – remember, they have a uh, – Gaza is besieged right now. They've cut off electricity. Uh, the IDF has cut off uh, water. They've cut off food. Uh, they've been doing airstrikes. Just announced, coming across the wire, Bibi has told uh, Joe Biden they're going in for a ground operation into Gaza. So stand by. We're going to take a short commercial break. The question is, how did, you know, you, you got Brennan lecturing you all the time. How did the CIA, the Mossad, and really the best is the IDFs, the Israeli Defense Forces Intelligence Apparatus, their equivalent of DIA. How did they, this this thing took a year to plan. They weren't looking. The logistics. Scary, I'll tell you why. That, that's, that, that. The commitment has to have conditions upon it, Israel. That condition is, 
We, we can't get into a, a, an unconditional land war in the Middle East right now. It cannot happen. Hearing your mind has been, how could this have happened to you? Mm. craziness Mm -hmm. when you consider the full implications of and this is where i'm coming from and this is where i'm pausing and i said i i couldn't you know my 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 inspiration you know is divinely uh uh brought to me i do know that because you know why you know why it's not because i'm special it's because i submit to it i Mm. don't function without it actually Mm-hmm. I do not go forward without him telling me. I just submit to him and I say, all right, where are we going? What are we doing? <laughs> and I pray for discernment. Really? Do mm-hmm. you, isn't that the truth? It is. It's the absolute truth. It's the God's honest truth, you guys. I, I say you try that because he's amazing. And don't be careful what you ask him for, you know? Like if you say, oh, Lord, turn up the voltage. You've never felt that much voltage. You're like, oh, too much. <laughs> And mm-hmm. he says, oh, you, you know, can you handle this? You got to be careful what you ask him for because he'll bring it on. He'll bring it on. Sometimes he overwhelms me. I'm like, oh, I know I asked you for all this, but a little bit too much. You know, uh, I'd rather just be blind a little bit more. You know, thanks for all the discernment. I see everything now, mm-hmm. you know, and it's almost painful, you know, when I first started having that discernment and seeing exactly how they're, you know, how Satan is operating. And being able to navigate around him and away from him without without going straight after him. But here's what I'm saying. I, I couldn't convey, I guess the words I was trying to convey is that everything leading up to this, uh, I couldn't fathom that it came from God. You know, that God says, oh, you're going to go ahead and chop a few IDF soldiers' heads off. Or we're going, this is what I'm saying. I'm seeing a social media influence operation massive that is causing the chaos that they need to go right along the lines of the luciferian agenda that albert pike set forth okay Mm -hmm. and by the way there are a lot of people out there really 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 good people and there's a differentiation between the upper echelon of the United States of America and the people of America, right? In the same fashion, um, you can't just demonize America because of a select few people at the upper echelon. Same thing with the Freemasons. The Freemasons that are in your local communities, they're civic-minded. Shoot, you and I have been to spaghetti dinners at the local Freemason Lodge. Mm -hmm. These are great people. You know, they, they, they didn't probably aren't even aware of what Albert Pike wrote. Um, a, a lot of them don't. I'm going to assume that a lot yeah. of them don't. Listen, I know a lot of Freemasons. I've worked side by side with them. At the, you know what the Shrine Auditorium is in downtown Los Angeles? The Shrine Auditorium? It's like the, one of the most iconic Freemason lodges in the entire world, Mm. the Shrine Auditorium, during the LA riots. Um, I'll tell you what, they have an armory, (laughs) okay? And I was there when I was working for CSC, Mm -hmm. working side by side. Guys that, you know, Lamont, okay? He knew martial arts. He always wore that, that Freemason ring. And when I used to go down to the Shrine, when he'd bring me down there, 
He's a big monster guy, just a you know bodyguard type type guy. Mm-hmm. The sweetest guy you've ever met in your entire life. The guy was four hundred pound monster. Okay, he could literally just take your face and unscrew it. Great guy, so civic minded, and that was his contribution, you know, to uh, to Freemasonry. He was never involved in any of that high level stuff. I knew that. Mm. The poor guy, he wasn't an inside guy, you know, he had a security guard job. He was a grunt. He did body cover, which meant that he would take a bullet. So I'm not going to disparage Freemasons, okay, that are out there having spaghetti dinners. I'm just not going to. There's just too many of them. I, I, I've always had this conflict online. It's always been awful. Yesterday we started getting trolled, right? Every time the topic comes up, Oh, yeah. Absolutely. But listen, this Luciferian agenda, okay, and and how it is to manifest itself, they've been creating this over multiple generations. How it was built and structured, look at how the 10 square miles of Washington, D.C. was built. Mm. I mean, the, the free masonry headquarters. I think worldwide, is it not? Or the United States is in Washington, D.C. Um, you know what? I'm not sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I would think it would be like in Scotland or someplace like that, but mm. or England. Yeah, but, but, but these, these guys wrote um, of the chaos. Now, uh, David Icke, okay, when he read Albert Pike's own words about um, World War I, II, and III, Mm-hmm. how they would be able to synthesize through the chaos that we would come to absolute exhaustion. It's an attempt to bring down Christianity and accept Lucifer through that exhaustive synthesis, that process. Mm-hmm. The most unfathomable amount of war and looking for governance and and being discouraged. They literally said... It's going to be a psychological operation to cause you to be disillusioned by your Christianity. They wrote those words. Anybody to write those words is satanic. You know, who would write that? Mm. Well, it's basically what the scripture says is going to happen anyway. I mean, you know. No, but but they're winning. Yeah, but hold on a second. Uh, The scripture says yes, but, but guess what? I have the free will to put on my Team Jesus jersey at all times, at any at any point in time, mm-hmm. right? Well, the problem is, is that um, people will be so exhausted from the chaos of what's coming to the world that they will accept the Antichrist, which mm-hmm. will come and promise peace. And there will be an elu- a delusion or illusion of peace Right, mm. but it will all be fake, obviously. But um, you know, let's, perform great miracles, and people will accept that. I can see that happening already. Let's share this. I, okay, so let's end <laughs> this conversation. All right, but this is where I'm coming from. I don't believe that the synthetic, okay, saw it. I, I, I just don't. Now, of course, God is allowing it to happen. That's important. But, but what's yes. driving this thing? It, it is, as God always knows, Lucifer's got his agenda. Well, it's predestined. Right? I'll tell it's you predestined, that. predestined, right? 
God will allow it to take place. But mm -hmm. God didn't say, oh, I'm just going to go ahead and, um, you know, we're, we're going to launch psychological operations on the people. No, that's, that's not of him. That's of them. Oh, uh, of course, yes. he would expect us, huh? Absolutely. You're right about that. That's what I mean. That, and, mm -hmm. and it took me that long to get this out as to what I was saying. Remember what I said? I, I said I can't explain to you how I feel. You know, mm -hmm. because because I'm watching it. It's, it's like I have tremendous discernment and and I'm seeing the horrifying images are on blast. What's different with this set of imagery online compared to what's been going on with hundreds of thousands of people that have been slaughtered in Ukraine, you know, because they, they've got the control over this. Okay, they've got their Nazi war propaganda. They need to keep money flowing, right? Mm -hmm. Whereas this Luciferian agenda involving Israel, in order to justify Israel's massive strike on Hamas, right? Hamas itself is a Mossad creation. Mossad is the one that they say, hey, Mossad, can you lure us over there? We'll go bomb the crap out of you, and then we'll make lots of money, and we'll, right? we'll bring all kinds of chaos, and it's going to be all mm -hmm. part of the agenda. I mean, Hamas is part of that thing. Israel's part. Israel stood down. That is a fact, ladies and gentlemen. Israel stood down, and people died, and then they're propagating all of this horrifying imagery to justify what? What they're about to do. We're looking on the live stream right now. They're, mm -hmm. they're, they're getting ready. They are getting ready. My goodness. They are getting ready for something that we've, there they go. They're now moving troops right now. They're now moving tanks. Yep. Can Let's, we see uh, it? Yeah, yeah, right now we're going to go to it. I'm wa I've been watching it constantly all night. Did you know, you know what time I got up this morning was checking the feed? Hmm? Mm-hmm. Mm. I know you were up early. Huh? I know you were up early. I was up so early. Uh, but, you know, energized. Um, you, you know, before, remember when I used to say that, that I had anxiety? I don't have anxiety. Uh, and mm -hmm. it's almost a, a selfish acceptance and just connection to the lord you know and yes. I, and i want to bring miss q has it uh, huh miss q has the answer and this is when it will end mm. that that israel must accept jesus as the son yes of God. yes that's that's absolutely true that's the there only way are. it stops uh they're they're on the move right now folks from what i understand it's the first time i've seen uh, okay, they've been stationed, pre-positioned. Okay, mm -hmm. let's see what they're doing here. I'm going to catch up to the live feed. These guys haven't moved out yet. I'm sorry. You know what they're doing is just getting all greased up.
You know that, right? Mm. You know what I mean? Degree stuff, just just maintenance and stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, let me go back. That was a live feed. We will shut that. Let's see. I'm going to go to, we have the Wailing Wall. That's one thing. Um, let's see. I really want to capture this. Deb. Yeah, on uh, endtime.com, uh, on their store. Mm-hmm. I'm going to show you something. Israel today live TV. Israel strikes. We're now saying ferocious Israel. Northport, West Bank of Ramallah. You know the whole live by the sword, die by the sword, and by the way, thou art Peter. I'm trying to figure out, you know, how I'm to respond in the past couple of days. I've really had to be uh, prayerful um, mm -hmm. because I will be a warrior, all right? That, 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 that I'm the type of person, you harm a member of my church, okay? You, you grab a woman's hair and you take her and kidnap her, you do that. I'm going to respond much differently than people that are watching it online. You know what I mean? I'm not going to be watching it. Um, I, I will be responding. Uh, I will not turn a cheek, okay? You harm my fellow Christians, and I think it's going to be my role uh, to make sure that all of their friends will say, don't go into Pete's zip code. <laughs> it's not worth mm -hmm. it because he will send your face into the wood chipper, okay? I can be 100 times more brutal. Oh, I can be. No doubt about it. Hmm? That's something I need to, you know, restrain myself of. I mean, what would God expect me to do? You bring harm to women and children in my zip code, all right? You do that, and you think you're going to do it for your Allah, all right? Mm. I, I will have you in a very painful situation. How do we respond to it? How are we to respond to it? We pray. That's what I'm doing. That's all I'm doing. So I'm not going to broad stroke and, 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 and lash out and say, 
you know, derogatory things towards towards all these brown people that are grabbing, you know, the, the, the men, the men that grabbed, listen, you grab women. All right. Mm-hmm. All bets are off. Well, what people are talking about, oh. and I know this is probably, but then I have to restrain myself thinking it's a social well, media influence. This operation. is not going to be very popular. And I've heard mm-hmm. only mm-hmm. a couple of people mention mm-hmm. this, but the women that they're parading around, if you look at the back of these women, uh, you look at the back of their pants, there's blood all over the back of their pants, all the way up their back. And do you know what that's from? They've sodomized them and raped them. That's what it's caused. And and see, that's... that's and nobody's pl- talking about it. That's what's happening <laughs> to the women, these young girls, these young women that they're kidnapping. They're brutalizing them. That, that That's not war. That's not that's not how you perpetrate war. It's how it's been done for from the beginning. They do it to scare people, to to cause people to flee wow. and and hide and not participate. That's what it's caused. That's what it does. Remember, here in the United States, hmm. um, during the Civil War, one of the biggest tactics they had and one of, one of the most successful that the North had was they would send someone ahead um, of, of the troops and to the next town and tell them, oh my gosh, I just fleed from Beaumont. And the North came in and they raped all of the women and they murdered the children and they did terrible, awful things. And uh, they're on their way here. You guys have just a few hours to get out. They're coming, they're coming. And the people of that town would flee. So when they got there, when the North, there was no fighting. They didn't have to fight. Because everybody fleed in fear, right? Yeah, I'm going to tell It's a tactic that they use. This is all symbolic. I'll I'll tell you something else right now. Um, in, uh, In chaos and combat, whenever you see mainstream news, they are straight up intel services. Mm. You, you grab them, okay, and do what you need to do. You need to treat them as if they're a CIA agent. Are we to treat CIA agents nicely uh, in war? Yes or no? Ask yourself that. Conduct yourself accordingly, okay? Mm-hmm. CNN should not be allowed to move anywhere, anywhere freely, okay? Absolutely not. Um, all they're doing is they're not your friend. You're not going to be getting the word out. All right. They're going to get their cat, their camera in front of you. There's only one reason they're gathering intelligence. Uh, they're putting you on camera, uh, to use you as a propaganda piece, Mm -hmm. ask you certain questions, get you to say stupid things, use Mm -hmm. that, and then report back with facial recognition as to who you are and what you were doing. Um, here's CNN under attack. Good, good. Get blown up. They had to take cover, jump in a ditch because of what was happening overhead. Yeah. I'm show you these, these moments. Absolutely. Get down. Get down. Get down. Close, close, close. Oh, 
fine. You're 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 okay. You're alright. You're alright. Okay. That's the iron dome. Okay? That's the iron dome. Yeah. Clarissa is on the ground right now. Clarissa, tell us what's happening. Stand by. Hi, John. So forgive me. I'm slightly <laughs> an unelegant oh position, God. but we have just had a massive That's barrage fake. of rockets coming in here, uh, not too far from us. So we have had to take shelter here by the roadside. We're just about five minutes away. Gaza is in that direction. We can hear now a lot of jets uh, in the sky. We could also hear the Iron Dome intercepting. Uh, a number of those rockets as they were whizzing overhead and making impact in that direction, uh, not too far from here. We came to this location because this If I were IDF, zero, if I were uh, IDF, this, okay. Oh, my god! What? That's just. But I'm not. What? Shameless. These, that chick is shameless right now. Shameless, yeah. okay? IDF needs to walk up to them and put a bullet in their face because they're running operations against them. I can pretty much guarantee you. Mm. They're, they're playing both sides, absolutely. That's mm -hmm. CIA running around, okay, uh, right now, running around freely. They're, oh, we're journalists. No, you're not. You're the Central Intelligence Agency. I already know, Sarah Sidner, what she did. I mean, I, we watched her for a month. Mm -hmm. That girl put together three-minute packages and walked around for eight hours every day for an entire month, mm -hmm. didn't she? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's how they do. Yeah. This entire operation of carnage, Hamas militants came uh, on a pickup truck. This was the first place where they breached that border wall, and they basically drove down this strip just spraying uh, led wherever they went. We saw, in fact, I was just grabbing it before that happened and we had to hit the deck, but uh, heavy weaponry being used. It's saying we can get up now. Um, where are we moving to? Sorry, just one second. Okay. First thing you do, uh, if you're not going to be fake, especially if you're near uh, concrete blocks like that, mm -hmm. um, you're not going to be laying out in the open, you idiot. It's all fake. It's all that's a that was a, a charade, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, Deb Jordan, you and I have been in the hairiest of situations. Mm -hmm. What did I do for you? Oh, we Ooh. picked our spots mm -hmm. where you had concrete cover. Yes. Right. Mm -hmm. The heaviest concrete. You're not gonna get trampled. You go hide behind a concrete block. And you were like, do not move. Do not move. Do not move. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not moving. So, yeah. so here this idiot is, all right, pretending, you know. Where are we? Laying out in the open, okay, with the concrete blocks for cover, 10 feet away from us. Right, they should have idiot. gone back there, yeah, I see it. is about to shift. Banks are going cashless globally with the emergence of central bank digital currency, which will bring with it programmable money, 
and the ability to turn on or off your purchasing power based on your digital social profile. It's like the equivalent of spyware in your bank account. You need to get out of the system with the world's safest and most private assets, silver and gold. Call Kirk Elliott, PhD, 720-605-3900. Be sure to tell him Pete Santilli sent you. Our American heroes love getting down and dirty, fighting for our freedoms and safety. My fellow Americans, the Hero Soap Company is a veteran-owned business with quality soaps and scrubs made in America for the benefit of our American heroes. Each bar of handmade soap is blended with a mix of essential oils, real goat's milk, saponified oils of safflower, palm and coconut, and all natural colorants. Place your order today by visiting MyHeroSoap.com for a 20% discount. And for every purchase, a portion of sales is donated to charities focused on helping veterans and first responders. Visit MyHeroSoap.com and subscribe for 20% off with promo code KEY. Every soap purchased is matched one-to-one and sent overseas to our troops. Go to MyHeroSoap.com and order your soaps, scrubs, and even cool Patriot gear. Support our troops. Support our first responders. Support our heroes and let freedom clean by visiting MyHeroSoap.com. I'm excited to announce that you've all made my Pillow 2.0 a huge success. And with your amazing support, we've been able to expand my Pillow's USA manufacturing and jobs. And to make room for this, we're clearing out a line of our percale bed sheets. And to thank you, I'm bringing them to you at closeout prices. Use your promo code and you get my king size for only $39 a set. Queens, $35, Fulls, $29, and twin size, just $25. I'm interrupting this commercial to let you know that we've received the last two shipments of these percale bed sheets and because of this i've been able to add more colors sizes and even prints and they're still at closeout prices so go to mypillow.com or call the number on your screen now use your promo code and you'll get my king size only 39 dollars a set queens 35 dollars full 29 dollars and twin size just 25 dollars order now once they're gone they're gone for good Introducing the Portal Universe only on QUX. This is America's first super app. Easily build your portal, share and monetize video content, live stream products, music apps, and more. Engage in live chats and private video messaging. This isn't just a TV box or streaming device. This is your social television console. Become a merchant without any setup or monthly fees. Buy and sell using QDUX tokens for private and secure encrypted transactions. You control the ads you watch. You control the content you see. You have easy access to products and services you want, all at the press of a button. QUX brings people together, enhances fellowship, community, and networking capabilities, while protecting privacy like never before. Don't wait. Go to QUX.TV right now and order your QUX TV box today using promo code PETE. Be part of a new digital frontier. Are you prepared for life's unexpected twists and turns? Lockdowns, natural disasters, power outages, or any situation that makes it tough to get your hands on a good meal. Time waits for no one and neither do emergencies. PetePrepStore.com is the ultimate in long-term emergency food preparedness and supplies. You're not just buying food, you're buying peace of mind. Our meals are designed to be nutritious, delicious, and have a 25-year shelf life. 
Yes, you heard that right. 25 years. We source high-quality non-GMO ingredients and use advanced freeze-drying technology to lock in taste and nutrients. Forget last-minute runs to the grocery store. Pete Prep Store is a click away and delivers right to your doorstep. Why risk the well-being of you and your loved ones? With Pete Prep Store, you're always prepared. Make the smart choice today. Visit PetePrepStore.com and place your order today. This isn't just food, it's your lifeline in times of crisis. Don't wait for an emergency to prepare. Be proactive. PetePrepStore.com. Be prepared. Be secure. Be ready. Always. Hi, I'm Ron Paul. I know what you're thinking. Another gold commercial. But don't put the TV on mute. You owe it to yourself to listen. Stock markets may be high right now, but they'll eventually fall. And when they do, your retirement savings will fall along with them. Call the experts at GoldCo today to learn more about how easy it is to invest in gold with a gold IRA. Call 855-614-1681 or visit goldco.com forward slash Pete. Okay, uh, I'm going to make a special announcement here. Are you ready? I'm going to get creative. Here we are. If you're tuned in right now on Rumble, right? Or anywhere for that matter. Uh, make sure you push that uh, uh, that share button, right? But especially on Rumble. Um, okay, 1,700 people rotating in and out. Before we're done, we're going to have... Uh, huge viewership, of course. Um, only 279 people. Everybody else is hiding behind their computer. That's okay. It's the old way of doing things. The true character uh, of my fellow Americans is what you do when, you know, when you're not being asked to, what you do when nobody's watching. Okay, so we have 279 people that, that are stepping up. I want everybody to thank those 279 people who have the character to do what it takes in the foxhole. You know, if we've got 10 people in the foxhole, there are at least the two that get up right when, when the fire fight starts and they're sending rounds down, down range while you sit off in the corner hiding in the foxhole. I mean, really. You got to thank them. Thank God for the 279. Thank you. Thank you so much. 301 now. Thank you. That's right. Yeah, that, that should cause you to perk up. All right. Your character will be determined based on what you do when nobody's watching you. Are, are you going to be that type of person uh, that thinks that God's not looking over you and you can just therefore sin? Uh, this is the way I used to think that God wasn't watching me as long as I wasn't in church, right? Mm -hmm. um, so let's go. We have, we have the power. It, it's simple concepts, right? Just simple concepts, one little thing at a time. General Flynn's going to be coming on, by the way. I have him scheduled to come on. He's going oh, to be. Um, I'm going to be bringing on some of the best, most powerful guests. Laura Logan, she'll be coming on next week. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Colonel John Mills, he'll be coming on. Colonel 
Ivan Raiklin, he'll be coming on. Uh, we will be having, who do we have uh, coming on today? I'm going to be playing at the top of the hour. Um, uh, I, playing. It's an interview, right? We're not just mm -hmm. playing. It's not just playing. We're serious, right? Mm -hmm. um, great interviews uh, that we're producing. Who's our guest today? I have Ann Vandersteel I'm going to be getting with today. Mm -hmm. I know that. That's going to be an important discussion. Mel Kay is going to be coming back on. Some of the best guests on planet Earth will be right here. What are we going to do? We're going to sit there and just consume it and not share their information? Are we going to do that? That's self-sabotage. No, we're not going to do that. We're going to push it out. So practice uh, what we're preaching right now. Let's get us to the leaderboard. Let's bring more people in. Let's share the good word that's going to be brought to us by some of the most important leaders of our age. These are our re-founding fathers and mothers, right? What's the date today? The 9th? No, 10th. 10th. Yes, already. We're almost halfway through the month already. Yeah, we are. Okay. Crazy. Pastor Lucas Miles, you're going to hear from him. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. He's a great guy. I really like him. I didn't, I did, to tell you the truth, I didn't know how it was going to go. Like any pastor that comes, I'm going to tell you something right now. Any pastor that comes on this show and says that they were a pastor and shut their doors during COVID, I am going to hit an eject button. And you're gone. Mm -hmm. And he passed with flying colors. Yeah. Passed with flying colors. Wait till you hear from Pastor Lucas. Um, okay. Um, so, yeah, today uh, we have Matt Baker's coming back on. That's hilarious. <laughs> That's great. Okay. All right. So let's uh, let's get to it. I've got a couple of uh, important um, clips to share with you. Here, here's one, and, and I call it important. It's important in this instance to me. You know why? Why? Because it made me laugh so hard. And it's just not some nonsensical meme. It was so appropriate. Carrie Lake. Mm. She's coming on strong, by the way. Yeah, she is, has announced that she's running. She's going to be announcing today. Jordan Conradson is going to be coming on, too. And Carrie Lake will be coming on. You know mm -hmm. this, right? Yeah. I believe that, sure. Yeah, no, I'm going to have her have her booked. But between now and then, because she has such a busy schedule, I'm going to bring you Jordan Conradson and uh, Klaus Schwab. <laughs> what do you think? Vaccine spec all night. You know nothing and be happy. But this one is going to make your modified mRNA tingle. Time Lies presents Greatest Schwab's Volume 15. A new world order in music. 
One, two, three, four, five. All the unvaccinated are still alive. A little bit of Pfizer in my arm. A little bit of BioNTech does no harm. A little Johnson Johnson does the trick. A little AstraZeneca so you don't get sick. It's booster number five. Let's talk about Vax, baby. Let's talk about Doc Fauci. Let's talk about all the weird and countless side effects, maybe. Let's talk about Vax. Let's talk about Vax a little, little, little. Come and take the seventh shot, the seventh shot. This a little luck you get. My, 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 oh! My, 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 You won't have to be rich. With CBDC, you'll have all you need with central currency. We just take your extra wealth and your cash. And you can walk 500 steps, but not a single step more until the curfew activates and robot cops stand at your door. Just a small town boy drinking genetically modified soy. <laughs> This ensures he doesn't co-create. Please stop the bleeding. Stop the bleeding. We are almost nine billion people. Please stop bleeding right now. We didn't start a Pfizer. We just made you take it, even if you hate it. Greatest Schwabs, Volume 15. Now available on Spotifyzer and MRN Apple Music. All the caterpillar tastes like chicken in wine. And mealworm tastes just like a steak. Ain't nothing better than a deep-fried butterfly or centipede protein shake. Be sure to check the cricket mag nuggets out. They're almost as crunchy as worms. And chew your great gasshopper sandwich extra loud. Cause this is all you get. I don't care who you are, where you're from, don't care what you want, you will eat the bugs. So Willie has what I need. I ordered Willie magazines. The new Willie means fun and schwerble. It's funny. It's hilarious. Who <laughs> did that? Eat the bugs. Uh, it, it was in the bottom right-hand corner. It wasn't uh, your favorite uh, mm -hmm. Millie meme team. Well, but it may have really, been. Really, really funny. Been one of their uh, crews. Maybe, possibly. Uh, so perfectly hilarious, mm -hmm. right? Isn't it? It's great. Yeah. Yes. All right. Um, now, as we. As we go. Oh, do I have that VP private group? Oh, my goodness. No. 
Um, I'm going to tell you what's going on here. Another, another important. Now we started out the show, of course. Everybody, uh, prayerful for for Pastor Dave Robbins. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, everybody should be, must be upset with the failures again. Once again, I mean the level of incompetence is 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 uh, is nauseating mm. uh, by this administration. Um, uh, we've now got private contractors that are on their way uh, to um, to Israel. Private group is heading to Israel to rescue Americans because the Biden administration is refusing to protect its own people. Mm-hmm. So sad, isn't it? We're hearing a little bit about this. We cannot uh, disclose um, a lot of what we know, mm-hmm. but uh, we do know that there are certain people out there who own um, planes that, that are starting to coordinate mm-hmm. and plan to go in to yep. help bring out. Oh People yeah, the level the level of incompetence mm-hmm. is unbelievable. U.S. combat veteran and co-founder of Project Dynamo, who is deploying to Israel in a few hours to help with hostage rescue missions. Uh, Brian, good morning to you. We definitely want to talk to you about what you're doing, Project Dynamo, but just your reaction to what Rabbi Lightstone just said uh, on a multiple fronts. The number one headline being that all of Israel is now back under Israeli control. Yeah, I think this is a, yeah, I like, I like what the rabbi, uh, what the rabbi said, you know, Project Dynamo, we're a veteran-led donor-funded international rescue organization. Uh, we, we've done work in Ukraine and President Zelensky famously said when, when President Biden invited President Zelensky to, to leave and to flee, President Zelensky famously said, I don't need a ride, I need ammo. That's right. And uh, that, that, that kind of <laughs> mentality is uh is what you're seeing here with the israeli people which is not surprising the the israelis are resilient and um you know this is a catastrophe and this is a bad you know clearly a dark day but uh i i almost feel bad for hamas right now because being under the uh being on the receiving end of israeli firepower is not going to be comfortable for anybody you are going to israel tomorrow to help rescue hostages tell us what you can about your mess uh, mission and have you heard from any Americans who are being held hostage right now? Yeah, we uh, we're, we're actually uh, my team. Uh, we actually already have folks on the ground there now. Our our ops team, led by me, is coming out today. Um, um, uh, I can't get into any of the real specifics. What I can tell you is, is we have hundreds of requests at this moment of American citizens who are stuck all over the place, from the from the territories to Bethlehem to to all over. So, uh, you know, we, we, we rescue Americans and our allies wherever they're at. Uh, war zones are our specialty. We started in Afghanistan, went to Ukraine, went to Sudan. We even did Hurricane, uh, Hurricane Ian in Maui uh, recently. So um, th- this is, uh, we're, we're good at this. We're entirely donor-funded. ProjectDynamo.org is where you can go to register your family or where you can go to help us out and donate, we would appreciate it. Wow, it's incredible work uh, that you do in in the most dangerous areas of the world. You said that you already have colleagues on the ground there. What are they seeing? Uh, We're we're seeing devastation, we're seeing fear. You you know, this is, um, uh, I mean, this this is truly terrible. Israel is a Western democracy that looks like us a lot, smells like us a lot, work, you know, uh, 
day-to-day uh, uh, -day life is very, very, very American. So, um, uh, you know, a lot of people speak English. So to be to, to see people who are under threat the way you see it in Ukraine by just brutal, brutal, lawless, thoughtless, uh, you know, enemies, uh, you know, animals almost is uh, is very heartbreaking to see. Yeah, and a spokesman for Hamas said that they've abducted dozens of people and they've spread them out across Gaza. And he said he warned Israel not to make any irrational decisions. They're essentially saying if you strike us, you're going to kill your own people, which makes what you do invaluable. I mean, these sort of tactical missions are maybe the only way to get these people out. Yeah, you know, we need to remember that Hamas and Hezbollah, which are entirely uh, people, people describe them as proxies of Iran in media. That's incorrect. They're extensions. They're they're part of the fabric of the Iranian national security community. It's no different than than our Army National Guard. Uh, they're, they're, an Army National Guardsman is in the army. Um, they they th these groups are what the other terrorist groups in the world aspire to be. They wrote the book on a lot of these kinds of tactics. They understand media. They understand messaging. They understand how to use human shields. They understand the value of a hostage. And by what we've done recently with hostages in Iran and over time with hostages, hostages in Iran, they know what they have. They, they, they're, they're not confused. So um, this is a very, very, very terrible situation, a very fragile situation. There's a reason why they took so many hostages and just didn't kill them. This is it. It's in their interest as leverage. That's yeah. the point. Leverage. That's exactly right. And they're saying that they have as many hostages, Israeli and foreign hostages, for every uh, Palestinian hostage that Israeli has, uh, Israel has rather. <laughs> Brian Stern, yeah. uh, thank you so much for joining us. You know, yet yesterday uh, I was mm. saying, you know, and I was feeling their culture and, and, and is and so. He, was, he said that there's they're like us. Their culture is so different from ours. Uh, Israel will not hesitate to bomb the heck out of uh, out of Gaza, regardless of uh, who they have, of you know who they're holding hostage. Yeah. I want to. Um, uh, we're gonna we're gonna have to do it um, at the end uh, of the interview that we're gonna do mm -hmm. with Pastor Miles. That's going to come up uh, right after uh, the top of the hour. You want to stand by for that interview. It's going to be awesome. Um, but uh, for right now, um, preparedness uh, it should be top of mind for everyone, right? Mm -hmm. Should it not? It should be. It should be, folks. Okay. Um, you can go to PetePrepStore.com, PetePrepStore.com. Make your purchases, get your storable foods, of course. Uh, survival Seed Vault, um, uh, first aid kits, six hour can heat. I want one of those stoves, actually. I don't have one. I want Pretty one. Pretty cool, huh? Yeah. But uh, you can go to PetePrepStore.com, uh, make your purchase. Nobody will be harmed by making that purchase, okay? Nobody. All right, so stand by. Great interview coming up right after this top of the hour news break. This show's going by so fast. It really has, it? yeah. Yeah, so yeah. everybody stand by.
uh, for this break from our sponsors and then get over the top of the hour and come back with a great interview. So um, don't go away. Mike Lindell, and I'm here to tell you about my new product from my pillow. Towels that actually work. Watch this absorbency test. Here's another towel that we randomly went out and bought. Here's one of my towels with the nice design. I don't know if you can see this, but you could line a swimming pool with this. This is crazy. Get rid of it. Towels that actually work. The new MyPillow towels are exclusively made with 100% USA combed cotton with proprietary technology and with maximum absorbency. They dry you faster and are guaranteed to work. I'm interrupting this commercial right now. Retailers have canceled MyPillow. And to thank you for all your support, I'm going to pass the savings directly on to you. Go to MyPillow.com to get deep discounts on all MyPillow products. For example, you get my dog beds for as low as $19.99 or for a limited time you can get my six-piece towel sets regularly $109.99 now only $39.99 the lowest price ever with your promo code hi i'm ron paul i know what you're thinking another gold commercial but don't put the tv on mute you owe it to yourself to listen stock markets may be high right now but they'll eventually fall when they do, your retirement savings will fall along with them. Call the experts at GoldCo today to learn more about how easy it is to invest in gold with a gold IRA. Call 855-614-1681 or visit goldco.com forward slash Pete. Cardio Miracle is the finest and most comprehensive nitric oxide and vitamin D supplement in the world. Made from the highest quality ingredients, Cardio Miracle is driven and backed by science and committed to your health and well-being. Get your 60-day, no-risk, money-back guarantee now at CardioMiracle.com. Introducing the Portal Universe only on QUX. This is America's first super app. Easily build your portal, share and monetize video content, live stream, products, music apps, and more. Engage in live chats and private video messaging. This isn't just a TV box or streaming device. This is your social television console. Become a merchant without any setup or monthly fees. Buy and sell using QDUX tokens for private and secure encrypted transactions. You control the ads you watch. You control the content you see. You have easy access to products and services you want, all at the press of a button. QUX brings people together, enhances fellowship, community, and networking capabilities, while protecting privacy like never before. Don't wait. Go to QUX.TV right now and order your QUX TV box today using promo code PETE. 
be part of a new digital frontier. Are you prepared for life's unexpected twists and turns? Lockdowns, natural disasters, power outages, or any situation that makes it tough to get your hands on a good meal. Time waits for no one, and neither do emergencies. PetePrepStore.com is the ultimate in long-term emergency food preparedness and supplies. You're not just buying food, you're buying peace of mind. Our meals are designed to be nutritious, delicious, and have a 25-year shelf life. Yes, you heard that right. 25 years. We source high-quality non-GMO ingredients and use advanced freeze-drying technology to lock in taste and nutrients. Forget last-minute runs to the grocery store. Pete Prep Store is a click away and delivers right to your doorstep. Why risk the well-being of you and your loved ones? With Pete Prep Store, you're always prepared. Make the smart choice today. Visit PetePrepStore.com and place your order today. This isn't just food. It's your lifeline in times of crisis. Don't wait for an emergency to prepare. Be proactive. PetePrepStore.com. Be prepared. Be secure. Be ready. Always. Banks are supposed to be the safest placeholders for cash in the world. But in 2022, that changed. The Federal Reserve pulled out $2.5 trillion of liquidity out of the banks. And the Fed also changed the requirements so banks don't need to keep any funds on hand. This means banks are starved for liquidity and have now become very dangerous places to hold your assets. Get out of the system with the world's safest and most private assets, silver and gold. Call Kirk Elliott, PhD at 720-605-3900. Be sure to tell him Pete Santilli sent you. and make us second-class citizens. They're going to decide what sites you visit, and they're only going to allow a couple thousand sites. 99% of the web will be off-limits. Just as Christianity has a trinity, we see trinities within wokeism. We, we see diversity, equity, inclusion. Uh, that's 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 a triune god for woke, you know, um, uh, for woke culture. Uh, we also see kind of this worship of where I, I explain it this way: that the the sanctuary of the left is the environment. Their method of worship is sexuality, and their god is the state. And this is driving a lot of these false, you know, iterations and ideologies that are taking place today. Uh, obviously, behind it's a Marxist worldview, but it's it's very, very concerning. And look, as a Christian, you know, we're taking a hard stand against this, trying to let people know the truth. There is a loving God; He does love you; He's for you. Uh, but we don't throw out truth with that. There is there is a standard. There is a righteous standard that exists. Uh, God came down to meet us. He He offers us His grace through the cross. Uh, but we don't. Uh, that doesn't give us an excuse to live however we want or to you know to step on you know any sort of uh, um, you know righteous or holy standard that He has. For us. Well, ladies and gentlemen, for this very special broadcast, it comes, uh, I'm calling it a special broadcast because it comes uh, on the heels of a, a recent um, broadcast I did. Uh, as a lifelong, well, I'm I'm a recovering Roman Catholic. I've 
Uh, for those of you that have tuned into the show, you know that. Recovering Roman Catholic in that I was born and raised uh, you know, in a traditional Italian Roman Catholic family, but didn't read the Bible until I was, I don't know, 49, I think it was. It was a long time. And I don't hold any bitterness, but I just find it interesting that I had to recover from uh, a life of not reading the Bible and also never, ever expecting that the that the Pope of the Roman Catholic Church would be seen doing what he was recently seen doing in that he was on a stage or sorry, we'll call it a stage. Um, he was at the, at the pulpit, uh, with a, a bunch of transgenders and drag queens. It was so appalling to me. I was literally speechless, which is very rare for me. But, but somebody who's, uh, been exposing this type of wokeness uh, in the church is a pastor named Lucas Miles, a trusted voice in American church who has consistently addressed some of the most challenging topics in theology, politics, and culture. In addition to his newest book, Woke Jesus, The False Messiah, Destroying Christianity, uh, Pastor Lucas Miles is the author of a best-selling book, The Christian Left, How Liberal Thought Has Hijacked the Church, as well as the critically acclaimed book, Good God, the one we want to believe in, but are afraid to embrace. Pastor Miles, I bet you didn't think I was gonna open up our conversation by talking about the the Pope dancing. I, I don't know if you saw it. Um, you didn't expect that, did you, sir? Yeah, I mean, look, this is this is certainly, I think, on a lot of people's minds. I'm in South Bend, Indiana, so it's a very Catholic area. I'm not Catholic myself, um, but uh, University of Notre Dame is right down the street. So outside of Boston and the Vatican, it's about as Catholic as you can get here. And um, I think this has a lot of people really, really struggling uh, with what they're seeing. I did see the clip. He did. And, uh, you know, and, and I uh, jokingly say I'm a recovering Roman Catholic. But the God's honest truth was I was never really encouraged. I was an altar boy until I left for the Marine Corps. You know, I was 18 years of age. So, I mean, I, I you know, I've always been very close to God. I've always been very close to the Roman Catholic Church. And, and uh, but I never read, you know, from cover to cover, the scriptures. Yeah. It wasn't really, it was something that was read to us. You sit in the pews and, you know, you read your hymnal and you sing, I mean, it, it, you know, I don't mean to be disrespectful to the very good people that are in the pews, so I want to be cautious, but I've always, you know, I can recite mass that, I, you know, that I heard sure. when I was 10 years old. So, you know, what what did I get out of that? Uh, and again, I'm not bitter about it. It was just a whole new world opened up to me when I read the Word of God. It really did. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I mean, I think that um, there's some traditions that, that uh, probably not even just in the Catholic Church, I think some other denominations hold this too, it's almost like people are still operating like the Bible's written in Latin and there's only one person that can read it, you know, and, mm. and that the same way that this was uh, uh, maybe treated during, you know, the time of the Reformation, uh, that's not how we should be responding today, regardless if you come from a Catholic background or Presbyterian background or whatnot. If you're a Christian, you need to be in the Bible because 
It is helpful for you. It is a personal relationship with the Lord as much as it is a corporate relationship with the Lord in as part of the body of Christ. So we can never, you know, we can never disconnect from either one of those things. We can't be a church unto ourselves. And we also, you know, cannot think that by belonging to something that that somehow excuses us of any sort of personal connection, you know, with the Lord. And why would we want to when the God of the universe actually loves us and is interested in us? I want to know what he has to say. And loved us enough to uh, to tell us what was to come. So he spoke through his prophets. Yeah. And you cannot deny, you know, well, you know, let, let's refer to the Bible as to prophecy. You can't deny that prophecy exists because, of course, he spoke through uh, certain individuals and they, they wrote everything down uh, in a prophetic way to talk about the times that would come. And if you don't mind me, putting you on the spot because I'm not a biblical scholar, um, but in the word, in the scripture, it, it foretold exactly what we would be experiencing today. Isn't it true? Yeah, I mean, I think that um, obviously, look, there's debate over end times topics, but, you know, personally, I believe that scripture does reveal certain things about what is to come. I think that, you know, we see things like, uh, you know, it's going to be as the, uh, you know, as were the days of Noah, uh, basically a time where there was, there's no righteousness left on earth, where everybody's doing wrong, you know, all the time. Uh, we're seeing sin abound. We see Paul's instructions to Timothy that people are going to be, you know, godless and and abusive and rebellious against their parents and these things. And of course, we see, we see this happening today. And so, you know, there is a roadmap, I think, for the future. This should be something that not to scare us, but it should be something to encourage us that we, that we have a, that we have an inside track about what's happening so we're not surprised when we see these things taking place look i don't know if the lord's going to come back tomorrow mm. or you know 500 years from now sure. but i can tell you this we're closer today than we were yesterday mm. and it sure seems like we are moving towards um uh you know events of more significance on a global scale as things are playing out well let's set aside uh, prophecies or even the book of revelations for the purpose of this discussion um, you know, just corrupting God's creation, you know, yeah. and, and, you know, and hijacking our language, our politics, our way of life, and trying to detach us from our relationship with God or any possibility of worshiping our God. They want us worshiping the God of the environment, the God yeah. of the government. They have their scriptures. They certainly have their faith. They, they're telling me with tremendous faith that tens of millions of years ago, I came from a you know, a fish or a rock that requires a lot of faith because they weren't around at that time. So they rely upon their scriptures, their science. Um, so, so sir, everything, I mean, black is now white. We can call it end times or not, but the Bible speaks of this. Um, you know, man is a man and woman is a woman from the garden of Eden. You can't say that anymore. That's offensive, isn't it? If you say yeah, such things, yeah. Look, we have gotten to the point to where um, you know we have people, as the Bible talks about, who are calling good evil and evil good, um, and we see a total flip flop of morality. We've completely, you know, lost any sort of connection in society as a whole with uh, a biblical Judeo Christian worldview uh, that once you know really founded this nation. And uh, it's concerning. I, I look. I, there's a lot of great things happening in the church right now. I am optimistic. 
uh, with a lot of things that I see, but there is a large constituency uh, in this nation around the world who have abandoned these things for this false religion of wokeism. Mm-hmm. You, know, you talk about the environment and these, uh, you know, these, these, you know, kind of the statism and really these uh, um, uh, manifestations of this that we're seeing. And I, I tell people all the time, it, just as Christianity has a trinity. We see trinities within wokeism. We we see diversity, equity, inclusion. Uh, that's 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 a triune god for woke, you know, um, uh, for woke culture. Uh, we also see kind of this worship of where I, I explain it this way: that the the sanctuary of the left is the environment. Their method of worship is sexuality, and their god is the state. And this is driving a lot of these false, you know, iterations and ideologies that are taking place today. Uh, obviously, behind it's a Marxist worldview, but it's it's very, very concerning. And look, as a Christian, you know, we're taking a hard stand against this, trying to let people know the truth. There is a loving God; He does love you; He's for you. Uh, but we don't throw out truth with that. There is there is a standard. There is a righteous standard that exists. Uh, God came down to meet us. He He offers us His grace through the cross. Uh, but we don't. Uh, that doesn't give us an excuse to live however we want or to you know to step on you know any sort of uh, um, you know righteous or holy standard that He has. For us and do what thou wilt. You brought up something that literally just exploded the imagery of their supplanting the Trinity, right? With yeah. diversity, equity, and inclusion, uh, getting us away from right. Yeah, absolutely. The Father, the I Son, mean, the Holy Spirit is yeah, there. It, it, that's the new it, Trinity, isn't it? It is, and it's it's really um, it's so insidious because on the surface. A lot of these things sound really good. I mean, you know, during 2020 and COVID and and the you know uprising with George Floyd and BLM and everything else we saw, you know, we we all of a sudden started seeing the radical left talking about Jesus in ways that they hadn't before. I mean, they you know during the Obama years they made a big point that we're going to take God out of the party platform because he's not inclusive enough and there's some people that don't believe in God. But now all of a sudden, as as COVID happened and as the death of George Floyd happened, you started seeing Jesus's name invoked as really a propaganda figure to justify certain beliefs. So, you know, as as cities like St. Louis or Seattle or Portland are being burned to the ground virtually, uh, we have people say, well, Jesus flipped over tables in the temple, so therefore we have to let people express their anger and we really should not get involved in this. Hmm. Um, you know, th- that's not, that, that's antithetical to scripture. That's not at all what, what scripture is teaching in the instance where Jesus is flipping over tables. Um, we we also see, you know, people were, were saying things like, well, Jesus had lived as a refugee, so therefore we need to be open for, for open borders. Or, um, you know, uh, because, I mean, there's one guy on TikTok I saw, a TikTok influencer with literally, you know, thousands and thousands of followers who made the case that that Jesus was likely trans affirming because he wore a tunic and that's a lot like a dress mm. you know so we're, we're having this this justification these propaganda statements made and for somebody that knows the word of God this isn't this isn't you know uh, this is easy to see through but if you're biblically illiterate as a lot of this new generation is I, I think that these things become you know well, what position should I take? It, it, it becomes much more convincing and much more deceptive. You know, the book of Genesis is the narrative destroyer on the environmental side as well, because what does it say in the scriptures as to who shall have dominion yeah. over the environment? Who are the best stewards of the planet? Who is it? God set yeah. that forth, didn't he? One hundred percent. So, in in theology, we call this sphere sovereignty. So, basically, that there are certain spheres or circles of theology or, or of sovereignty that that are um, 
designated or delegated by God. So God is the Alpha and the Omega. He's the creator. Of course, he is overall. But we see in Genesis, as you mentioned, that God has given authority to man. He's given us dominion over the earth. And that's not an unrestricted authority. We can't necessarily do whatever we want. You know, I can't just decide to fly because I live on planet earth. But he's given us the, the ability to steward the resources that we have. So, of course, as believers, we're for stewardship. That's different, though, than climate worship. And this whole idea that we have to protect the, the, the environment because if we don't, it's going to fall apart and, and it's not going to be here for us. Really what that is, is it's a distrust of God because God says that, you know, essentially that he's going to be the one that decides when things are over. It's not just going to happen accidentally. Right. It's not going to happen on its own. He's going to return and that's going to be the deciding factor. It's not because, the, you know, the, we, we, we lose all ability to sustain life on planet Earth because of something man did. You know, there was a, a point right when COVID was happening. Uh, and, you know, I, I was into the 14 days to flatten the curve. I was in the military, so I understand bioweapons, yeah. right? So I was like, wow, this is very concerning. So, and then I started to listen to what they were saying and eventually got to the point to where I heard the slithering serpent, right? That eventually said, we need to kill 1,800 people to save one person from COVID. I was like, oh, okay, we need to kill humanity to save the planet. What, for save the planet for? For what? I mean, this is the the serpent speak that comes from the left, isn't it? Yeah, so uh, I mean, we were kind of the same way. As a church, we started off first couple weeks. I mean, we were like, I mean, you know, I, I think to some degree there's Christians who like, they are just ready for when can I help? You know, and so we were we were getting volunteer teams going, and we had people making masks and dropping off supplies to the hospital and visiting shut-ins and dropping food around the city. I mean, for the first couple of weeks, we were on it. We were we were on board with, you know, 14 days, 21 days, whatever we need to do. We're here for it. Mm. Uh, and then, you, like you said, you started going, wait a minute, something's not right here. Our our church, we, we were already set with live streaming. We went live stream only for the first couple of weeks. And then I basically came back and I said, look, you know, I don't work for the health department. Uh, we were in Indiana. So thankfully, although I disagree with our governor on a lot of things, um, our governor did consider the church essential, so we had the ability to kind of decide how we wanted to be treated with that. Where, uh, where is that? What state is that? I'm sorry to interrupt you. Uh, Indiana. In Indiana. Amen yes. to that. The governor so, stepped in yeah, and said so, you were essential. So we have a we wow. have a, a Republican governor, um, but uh, he he you know I, he's not as conservative as I would like him to be, um, and so we've tried to make that known you know uh, in the past. But he did consider the church essential, which I think he did the right thing with that. And so we stayed open. And so we opened right back up right away. I said, I don't work for the health department. Uh, now, we were supposed to still wear masks. We're supposed to do all these things. And I just said, look, I, if they want to come and monitor us, they can do that. But I'm not going to regulate you. You are adults. You have your own families to oversee. And again, this is that sphere of sovereignty. God has given earth to man. He's given, you know, nations to kings and rulers. He's given uh, the governance of the church to pastors and elders. He's given the governance of the family to, to, you know, fathers and mothers. And he's given the governance of our individual bodies to each of us on an individual level. And so anytime we kind of come in and try to usurp the authority of one sphere, you know, the, the king can oversee the nation. But the moment he comes into the church and starts telling the church what to do, he's violated that sphere of sovereignty from a biblical standpoint. The moment that that the ruler or the politician comes into the family and starts telling the family what to do, you know, with, with the exception if there's some wrongdoing or abuse or something like that or a child that's in danger. But this was obviously public health was used to overstep the Constitution, to overstep, you know, religious liberties that we have. 
And, you know, we just chose to stay open. Fortunately, you know, we didn't run into any issues. We, we, we had, I mean, I don't think we had our first, you know, uh, um, you know, I mean, we didn't, we didn't have any COVID spread. We didn't have any issues within the church. It was, it was a very, um, uh, it was a very, you know, peaceful, safe time for us. We kind of did our thing and just tried to stay out of everybody else's way. But I saw so many other pastors that they just folded. You know, they, they said, okay, we're going to do the Romans 13 thing. If the government tells us we're never going to, you know, we're not going to push back on this at all. And that's not what Romans 13 is even talking about. Right, yeah. uh, but they were, they, were, they were deceived by this. And some of these guys didn't open their church back up for two years. What's happening in the meantime? Depression is skyrocketing. People are getting sucked into transgenderism. You know, abuse is happening in houses. Alcoholism is increasing. You know, people, addictions, pornography, all this sort of stuff is increasing because people were disconnected. They were easy prey for deception during that time, stuck to their devices. And uh, uh, I think that, you know, we re the, the church as a whole in America really missed an opportunity. I'm very proud of those guys that stood up still. Um, but, uh, you know, it's I think a lot of pastors missed what their what their role was during that time. You know, the left professes to be of equality, uh, you know, the social justice movement, you know, civil rights and, uh, and, and, and love, of course, and protective of all, you know, of everyone of every race, creed and color, when in fact they're the most divisive, most oppressed, they really are. They become the most divisive, oppressive, hateful, and exclusionary. They, they are the opposite of what they claim the exclusive rights to be protecting. And that's not an overstatement, is it? Yeah, it's so and this is the thing about this is because it's very important we understand why this is the case. Because, you know, people will hear the left talk about, you know, the party of acceptance, the party of tolerance, and and then they, they don't understand. They're like, well, you're the party of tolerance. Why aren't you, you know, why don't you accept the Christian worldview? Why don't you tolerate that? Mm -hmm. And you always try to shut that down. There's a very specific reason. It's because the left believes in the redefinition and the redefining of history, of words, of the Constitution, of Scripture. Uh, there, was a, there was a really kind of a rock star uh, thinker among the left in the 60s and 70s named Herbert Marcuse. And he wrote a paper called Repressive Tolerance. It's available online. Uh, you can find it, uh, you know, very easily for those, those that are viewing. And in this, he talks about, as a leftist and really a Marxist, what the left's definition of tolerance is. And essentially what he says is that, that true tolerance is having a uh, basically a, a complete acceptance of any idea that comes from the left and a total rejection and suppression of any idea that comes from the right. That's the definition when they say we are the party of tolerance of what they mean. They don't mean we're tolerant based upon the dictionary definition of tolerance. They mean we're tolerant based upon Herbert Marcuse's definition of tolerance, which is if you're from the left, we will accept any idea that you have. But if you're a conservative and you're from the right, you hold to a Judeo-Christian framework, we will reject you outright regardless of the logic regardless of the position that you hold, regardless if it makes sense or if it's the right idea, we will reject it because of just the nature of where that idea came from because we will not tolerate anything that comes from the right. Sir, so where, um, well, I'll ask your opinion. Do you think that this is uh, any different of a time than in uh, all of human history? I mean, we've been through cycles. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, in time, is it any different now than it has been? Um... So, great, great question. Look, it, it's there are differences. Has uh, the world seen false ideas really, you know, um, pushed and and 
propelled, you know, uh, uh, throughout society and the ethos of man. Yeah, of course, you know, we can look through church history. We see, you know, false ideas like Gnosticism and and uh, the Manichees, and we see Pelagianism. I mean, we could point to different heresies that have happened within the church um, that were at one time quite pervasive, you know, and ran the risk of really, you know, uh, uh, choking out orthodoxy in many ways. There were there were times where the orthodox thinkers were, you know, were banished or had to escape, you know, for their lives or were put to death. Uh, that that all happened. Um, what's the difference is today? is this this digital component i think it's the ability to transmit ideas so quickly and so everything happens at a much more accelerated rate it would take decades for for you know certain ideas to really spread throughout a society today it can take you know a, a couple milliseconds through a viral video uh for those things to be pushed forward and so that makes this more challenging um to defeat it also potentially gives us some more tools to defeat it too if you utilize technology in the right ways um i think it also is different because of the money that's behind it and this is something else that i think a lot the average person is just starting to understand is there is a lot of what i would call dark money that is being um thrown around by the left in order to influence um once you know um conservative and and orthodox institutions uh, we're seeing, I, I talk about my book, Woke Jesus, you know, even some of our mainstay Bible colleges who have been influenced by, who appear to who have been influenced, I'll say it that way, uh, by leftist dollars that have come in. And over time, they've started changing policies uh, related to some of these things. And so money, money moves things. And when you have people that are giving money for nefarious purposes to push ideas and push a political agenda, uh, that can accelerate things a lot faster. That was not as easy to do 500 years ago. It's not that it didn't happen at all. It just wasn't as easy on a widespread basis. And and technology has really accelerated deception, I think, making this a more challenging time, though not completely unique uh, in itself, just due to the nature of what deception is. Is, uh, is it just an ideology and a political frame of reference on the left, or is it of Satan? Because one of the greatest deceptions uh, through deception is to convince us that Satan doesn't exist. So uh, is it of Satan or is it just? Yeah, look, I think that there is a increase in paganism that we've not seen really since Rome. I mean, for I mean, there was a time I mean, I look at early early writers in the 1900s, guys like G.K. Chesterton. He was talking about that. You know, he wrote a lot about the death of paganism. Uh, we could even go back to people like Augustine, who who spoke of kind of the the dying out of pagan thought and really the the triumph of Christianity, the city of God, you know, over the city of man and these false ideas. Uh, but what has happened is there's a resurgence. We've become fascinated with this this sort of pagan culture from, uh, and it, it's really kind of formed this neo uh, digital paganism. If you open up, you know. Uh, open up TikTok on my phone and go to live streaming, you know, within within 10 to 30 seconds, I could pull up somebody who that's participating in some sort of witchcraft or some sort of, you know, pagan activity with tarot cards and, and, you know, some sort of, you know, way that they're bringing this back into society. So, so this, I, I don't think that we can say this is just political. 
I don't think that this level of deception happens easily. And there's certainly a spiritual component behind this. I think at times knowingly, at times unknowingly, uh, but without a doubt, it is guiding. You know, there, there's a there is a evil uh, spiritual, we could say, demonic framework that is guiding. I believe a lot of stuff that we're seeing today. Oh, absolutely, sir. Um, oh, I've I'm not just saying this because. Let me just tell you something. My um, my barometer, my thermometer is how a pastor at the pulpit is gonna is gonna stand up like through COVID. You're gonna open your doors or you're gonna yeah. go with Romans thirteen or your your misinterpretation of it. Right. That right. set me off right there. I've really enjoyed this conversation, sir, and I'm really glad that we've connected. Um as a matter of fact, I'd like to invite you to come back on. Yeah, this is a limited introduction per se, but I'd like to rejoin you and maybe pre plan because I'm thirsty uh, for for knowledge. I'm thirsty for um, you know for for the teachings of the of the church. We all are. We're in very uncertain times, mm. and this is an important time to have these discussions right here. And I I appreciate your leadership at the pulpit. I do. Thank you so much. And look, yeah. however I can help, and I, this is not just a talking point here on a show. Yeah. Uh, if there's I'm anything sincere. that we can do or our ministry can do, mm -hmm. we're here for it. And um, you know, tell, look, this is an important, important times. Tell us about your ministry, where we can find out more about yeah. you, and then yeah, of so course I, I, your um, books are I, important. Oh, Jesus, I'm going, I'm going, I'm, I'm ordering it right now. I haven't awesome, done awesome. stuff. Actually, yeah. just have your team send us uh, some info. We'll get you, we'll get you free copies of everything. So, um, look, my, uh, I'm the president of what's called the Influence Network. There's no I. It's capital N F L U E N C E. We're based in South Bend, Indiana. Um, just, uh, just uh, you know, kind of old Pete Buttigieg territory. And that was one of the things that really woke me up as I started seeing this push towards Marxism in our own community and mm -hmm. the deception of the church here uh, by progressive ideology locally uh, during kind of his his reign in South Bend. And uh, that that really, you know, motivated me to to speak on these issues more. I really felt a biblical mandate, you know, to speak out on this. So we have a lot of different ministries under our belt, um, uh, including the American Pastor Project. We have about 500 pastors that are part of that. Uh, we also uh, have recently partnered with Walt Heyer, kind of a famous detransitioner, uh, with his uh, platform, sexchangeregret.com, helping people find uh, hope and healing after uh, they've really been, you know, victimized by the uh, uh, by the medical community and the, and the uh, gender, uh, you know, affirming care, which is really destructive care, um, gender destroying care uh, that's out there. We're trying to help people back, you know, find wholeness in Christ. Uh, so there's some awesome things that we're doing, but they can find all that and more at lucasmiles.org, or they can uh, grab the book on Amazon, Woke Jesus, or one of my other titles. Awesome. We'll provide uh, the links in today's episode. And again, if you'll accept, I'd like to invite you to come back on. And We'd love to. I'm going to throw you a couple bullet points, talking yeah. things, things I'd like to, to cover in the next session. But uh, uh, Pastor Miles, thank you very much. I appreciate you joining me. Thank you. Thank you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I'm going to skip this break. Can't afford to do that. Mm -hmm. Can't afford not to. Okay. <laughs> As it uh, goes. Because of time, uh, I want to play Tucker Carlson's latest. It's mm, important. Indeed. Uh, Joe Biden has released a statement, by the way. Mm -hmm. this, this guy. I'm going to tell you something right now. No, I'm not. Never mind. I'm not yep. going to tell you anything. I'm just going to sit here and just be a dutiful, 
you know. Well, let's see what he had to say. I mean, you know, we'll we judge that. Are we allowed to threaten Joe Biden? No. No. You're not. Okay, what if harm comes to one American from the jihadists that are pouring over the border? Mm. What do we do at that point? Do we attack the jihadists or do we go visit the White House? Mm. What do we do? Well, I mean, the Palestinians are there. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> take a dip in the presidential. They're allowed to go. Take a dip you in, are the, not. in the presidential pool I'm, I'm referring to, right? Yeah. What do you think? Well, they're allowed to. Did you see the violence that broke out in Florida yesterday? I did. Yeah, we played it on the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did. Uh, let's go to Tucker Carlson right now. You ready? Yep. Yep, we're going to do that right now. He's got some important messaging related to... Uh, by the way, Colonel John Mills is going to be joining me at 4 o'clock on LFA Live. He just confirmed that. Good. He's got some stuff to say. Mm-hmm. You're going to want to hear from him. Oh, so. yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. Here we go. No decent person can watch the video of young people being murdered at a music festival in southern Israel without feeling horrified. It's awful, and there's no excusing it. No matter what you think of Israel's policies in Gaza, you are not allowed to shoot people at music festivals. That's a crime. Israel has a right to respond to that crime and to defend itself. No one seriously contests that. The question for American policymakers, however, is what do we do next? How do we represent the interests of the United States in this chaotic moment? That's not a selfish question. It's the whole point of making policy for a country to improve and protect that country. If you serve in the U.S. Congress or in the executive branch of government, you have a moral duty to think this way. It's your job. You serve the United States and its population. You have no moral authority except to the extent that you represent your fellow Americans. That's our system. It used to be obvious, but it's worth remembering now because the conflict between Israel and Hamas could escalate into a war between Iran and its allies and the West. Once a war like that starts, you could easily imagine the use of nuclear weapons and all that entails. Millions dead, the collapse of the global economy. At the very least, you could see an unprecedented energy crisis here. Already gas in one Bay Area service station hit $7.29 a gallon over the weekend. If that trend worsens and persists, the United States, which is already, technically speaking, bankrupt, would plunge into depression. And no, it would not be like the 1930s. Close to 10 million people have come here over the last three years from the poorest places in the world. The overwhelming majority of them are on some form of federal subsidies. You wonder how that's going to work out when the U.S. government runs out of money. So there's a lot at stake in how we encourage Israel to respond to the horrifying Hamas attacks. Wisdom and long-term thinking are essential, but you will not be surprised to learn that is not what we are getting. Watch this person, for example, who happens to be the media's pick for president of the United States. This is not just an attack on Israel. This is an attack on America because they hate us just as much. And what we have to understand is this is the reason that we have to unite around so making pathetic. sure our enemies do not hurt our friends. America can never be so arrogant to think we don't need friends, just like we needed them on 9-11. That's why Ukraine needs us when Russia's doing this. That's why Israel needs us when Hamas and Iran are doing this. And I'll say this to, to Prime Minister Netanyahu, finish them. 
finish them. Hamas did this. You know Iran's behind it. Finish them. They should have hell to pay for what they've just done. You know what, uh, Deb? Mm-hmm. She has to have a tramp stamp that says Lockheed Martin. <laughs> right? I'm sure she does. Right? I'm sure she does. And on the inside of her thighs, it says Boeing. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. She's a Louisa. <laughs> you hear that? That's probably one of the funniest things you've said today. But this was an attack on America, yeah. she says, when in fact it was not. And for that reason, we must, quote, finish Iran, a nation of nearly 90 million people. What are we watching here? This is not sober leadership. She's a child, and this is the tantrum of a child. Ignorant, cocksure, bloodthirsty. Yet no one in Washington scolded her for it. In fact, they aped her hysteria. Here's fellow neocon Lindsey Graham just spelling it out and calling for the bombing of Iran. So I've been on the phone all day to the Mideast, and I've told our allies and people with connections to Iran what I would do. I would tell Iran that if Hezbollah attacks Israel, we're going to come after you, the Iranians, and have a coordinated effort between the United States and Israel to put Iran out of the oil business by destroying their refineries. Oh, oh, oh ladies and gentlemen, hold on a second. Breaking news. Iran mm. was going to do really bad things until Lindsey Graham said that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They're going to back off now. You know. We are so pathetic. Yeah, it is we're pathetic. So, we're so, there's only one thing these people care about is mm -hmm. the cash register ringing. Sure. That's it. That's, That's it. all they care about. That's it. They see all big they money. Care about. Big money. There are four major refineries in Iran. They're fixed targets. Uh, if Hezbollah attacks Israel, I would make Iran pay a heavy price. What exactly would happen to the United States if we declared war on Iran and started blowing up their infrastructure? Lindsey Graham has no clue what would happen. He hasn't thought it through. He's almost 70 years old and he has no children. He doesn't care. But neither amazingly do most of his colleagues in Washington. They're as reckless as he is. Texas Congressman Dan Crenshaw took to social media to call for what he described as a war to end all wars, as if there is such a thing. But of course, there isn't such a thing. Wars beget more war. The bigger the conflict, the uglier and longer lasting the consequences. See World War I for details. These are not complex observations, but they seem lost on our leadership class. Alone among candidates running for the Republican nomination for president, Vivek Ramaswamy dared to suggest that actually going to war with Iran might not be in America's national interest. And for saying that, Mike Pence immediately denounced him as gutless and unpatriotic or something. But we thought it might be worth hearing more. Vivek Ramaswamy joins us now. Vivek, thanks so much for coming on. So if I'm reading this correctly, you suggested while offering what seemed like real sympathy um, to the Israeli people, the many murdered there two days ago, you noted that maybe it's not in America's best long-term interest to declare war on Iran. Is that what you said? I actually said this long before this crisis when people were thinking clear-headedly. And I just want to say a couple of things that are obvious but important, Tucker. I mean, what happened against Israel? You said it. I believe it. It is barbaric. It is medieval. Yeah. It is wrong. And Israel as a nation absolutely has the right to self-defense, to its own national existence. And I think they should have our moral and diplomatic support 
as an ally. But there's one element of this that nobody's talking about. What the hell went wrong with U.S. and Israeli intelligence and the Israeli defense that allowed this to happen? Everybody seems to be punting that as a question for later. I think it's a question for now, if you're Israel. I mean, look, I think that Nikki Haley, I disagree with you a little bit there. I don't think she's a child. I think that she is somebody who is, like many politicians, in a position to get wealthier from war. Look at the military contracting business and otherwise. But put that to one side. The message that I would send would be very different. Get to the bottom of what allowed this gaping hole of intelligence and defense to even happen (laughs) before feeding that same beast. If a doctor told you his job was to keep you from getting cancer and then you got that cancer, don't go trust that same doctor to remove your tumor. They don't let airplanes when they crash, the pilots or the people who crash the airplane, that airliner is not the one who reviews the black box. And so I think those answers have to come now. That's not a question for later. And I think one of the learnings for the U.S., I think there's a lot of learnings for the U.S., Tucker, but one of the learnings is if that establishment can get it wrong in Israel from a U.S. perspective, that could happen right here at home. And if anything, as an ally, one of the things that we need to wake up to is that we're vulnerable here in the United States to the same. And so we can do some things to prevent that, secure our border, stop funding. I mean, I think one of the things that's been wrong in the U.S. is we have a bad habit while we're bankrupt funding both sides of wars that should have been avoided in the first place. Look at the money that's indirectly found its way to Hamas, the $6 billion paid to Iran in the recent ransom. That was a disaster. Yet we're effectively now funding both sides of a war that we shouldn't have been in in the first place in places like Russia and Ukraine even. Think about how we hampered oil production in the United States and then now has funding, U.S. funding going to Ukraine in fighting back against Russia. It's a bad habit in the United States, and we need leaders here who will look after what advances American interests. And I find what Dan Crenshaw said to be cringeworthy. It is shameful. World War I was supposed to be the world, that the war that ended all wars that got us yes. to World War II. That can't be the way that we run foreign policy. The job of American leaders is to advance American interests. And I think we support Israeli leaders asking what advances and defends Israel as we should morally and diplomatically, but leaders here need to look after American interests first. The the conversation can't be limited to right and wrong. I mean, I don't think there's any, anyone defending the murder of concert goers in the Negev two days ago is, you know, disqualified from, you know, being taken seriously. Of course, that's wrong. But it doesn't seem like any American policymaker is even willing to entertain other questions like what's in America's best interest? What effect will this have on the global economy, on our economy, on energy prices? These are not small things. They should not be dismissed, but they are dismissed out of hand. And you're some sort of quizzling if you even raise the question. Why is that? It seems crazy to me. Well, look, I mean, if you want to ask the question of right and wrong, then open that Pandora's box. I don't favor doing this, but look at what's happening with Azerbaijan and Armenia. You don't really hear much about that now. Why? Because Azerbaijan's lobby is about as effective as Ukraine's is in Washington, D.C. So this selective moral outrage, I I do think, is a problem. May I ask you to pause for just one moment there and just unpack that for viewers who are not aware of what you're referring to? Armenia, Azerbaijan, what is happening? Yeah, so 
I mean, what's happening is an atrocity. I mean, you have people who are Armenians, largely Christians, six-figure numbers, 100, 120,000, being driven back to their country from a region that has long been a place they have called home. A lot of atrocities that aren't even yet come into light in Western media. But Azerbaijan has a lobby, a powerful lobby in Washington, D.C. And I think a big part of what's wrong in the United States today, Tucker, and I don't mean to toot my own horn, but it's why I'm coming in as an outsider to this nonsense, is you have a system that is bought and paid for, both for the people who run on the Democratic ticket, people who run on the Republican ticket, and people who make those decisions in Washington, D.C. that are effectively managed by, in this case, the Azerbaijan lobby that has a lid on discussing this conflict, which, as you pointed out, most Americans haven't heard of. But you'll hear endlessly about Russia's incursion on Ukraine and having to stand on the right side. That's a separate point where I reject that Ukraine is inherently good anyway. But even if it were, a selective moral outrage in that case, but not another one in just a neighboring area that interfaces with Russia as well. So open that Pandora's box around the world. I mean, look at much of Africa, look elsewhere. You're going to find ability to have selective moral outrage, but you only hear about it in certain selective cases that the media and the existing establishment in both parties deem fit for the American public. And what we need is leaders in this country who are honest in calling out atrocities where they occur. What happened in Israel was wrong. I think we require leaders, some on the far left are too afraid to say it, it was wrong. But at the same time, we need leaders on the right who are willing to say it in other places too, like what's happening in Azerbaijan and Armenia. But at the same time to have the clarity and American-centric forethought to say what policy decisions we make are separate from the moral judgments that we will pass. So to say we will be with you diplomatically, absolutely. To say we will, you have our moral support, absolutely. That we're not going to get in the way of you defending your national boundaries, absolutely. Even further, to say that in limited circumstances that advance U.S. interests, we will provide munitions. We can't do it across the board. It's a zero-sum game when it comes to munitions between Israel, Ukraine, you know, Taiwan next in the future. But in a limited way that advances U.S. interests, that has to be the sole prism. And that doesn't exist right now, Tucker, in the establishment of either political party. And I think that the things that we're saying now to some may sound uncouth. I don't think they should. This is what the job of a national leader actually ought to be. And that's how I'm planning to lead this country if I'm elected. I, I got to say, you, you mentioned moral outrage, and, and I thought the videos from southern Israel were morally outrageous, and I, I was offended Me by too. them and, and saddened by them. Uh, anyone who saw them, I think, was. Um, but you don't have to look far in the United States for moral outrages also on video. And there's not a city in this country, not just the big cities, but cities of 10,000 people. I was in one yesterday. It doesn't have some constellation of drug-addicted young people living outside. We call them the homeless. They're drug addicts. And they're addicted to drugs that were imported across an open border allowed by the Biden administration. And they're dying more than 100,000 a year. Now, you can call it genocide. You can call it whatever you want. But it's the death of over 100,000 Americans a year and the living death of millions more who are living outside. So sure. I don't understand People are outraged by what happened in Israel. And again, I, I want to add my voice to that because I'm a human being. But the scale of the outrage among Republican presidential candidates was so much more intense. One of them took to a bullhorn and started yelling about it. I get it. But no one would think to do that about the 100,000 American young people murdered every year. And they are murdered, honestly, by give me, give me a synthetic opioids. For that one, like, Chuck. what? I'll yeah. Take, 
I'll take my bullhorn for that one. And let's just go a little bit deeper on that one. This is the product of some intentional design. I mean, there are literally synthetic precursors to make synthetic fentanyl coming from Wuhan of all places to Mexican drug cartels south of our own border, pumping that up. And you want to just numbers to get the scale intact. 50 times the number of people who died on 9-11 are going to die this year as a consequence of fentanyl just crossing our southern border. A couple days ago, I was actually at our northern border in the northern part of New Hampshire. Totally wide open border. I mean, to call this porous is an overstatement. It's just an open border. And there was enough fentanyl that crossed just last year, 2022, to kill three plus million Americans. That was just the amount that was caught, let alone the amount that wasn't. And so this is the product of intentional design. People will say, is that because of a drug epidemic in demand? You know, that's a separate debate, but a lot of that fentanyl is being laced into. People who are taking it have no idea that they're taking fentanyl, taking other drugs that have fentanyl in it that's killing them on the spot. That's closer to bioterrorism. Nobody would call it an overdose if you put it in a Big Mac. There is no level of moral outrage. Forget the Democratic Party. I've written that one off. In the Republican Party of the same scale of this incursion right here at home. And so one of the things that allies do is they learn from each other. I think that intelligence sharing operations is critical with allies, with Israel and otherwise. I think one of the things we can do is learn from both the successes and in this case, a bad failure in the case of our ally to say, if we have borders that are as open as ours, even Israel that had a border as tightly protected as its own saw this happen, we could have far worse or the equivalent happening right here at home. I mean, other things that nobody's talking about, Tucker, is not just border defenses. We don't have an iron dome in this country, yet we're vulnerable to nuclear missile attacks any given day, and we're marching closer into nuclear conflict in multiple parts of the world, most notably with Russia. Think about cyber defenses. And if that really was a cyber attack or whatever explanation it might be for why Israel was caught off guard, We're vulnerable to cyber attacks in this country. Electromagnetic pulse attacks, nobody's talking about. That could take out our electric grid, which, by the way, has 60 Chinese transformers in it. You're going to talk about space-based defenses, totally missing in the United States of America. That's where my outrage is highest, is our own vulnerability right here in the homeland. And I do not think that it is crass. I think it is the morally correct answer for leaders of nations to ask, how they protect the interests of their nation. That comes with allies. And so I think that it is important not to create an equivalence between Hamas and Israel, as some on the American left and European left are trying to do. It is wrong what happened to Israel. And I call that out as a a human being and as somebody who's on a belief of some people are on the right side and the wrong side of a conflict. I think that that is far clearer here than it is, for example, in the Russia-Ukraine conflict or other areas where people have baked that keg. But the selective nature of ignoring certain other conflicts, while even more importantly, ignoring the interests of the U.S. right here at home, is what irritates the heck out of me out of the politicians in both parties. And it is shameful. And I think that there are, frankly, financial and corrupting influences that lead them exactly to speak the way they do. That's just the hard truth. How could you pay for a much needed defense system in another country, but not in your own country? I don't understand well, that. I, think- I mean, how, 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 can you, how, how can you pretend to be a leader in your country if you're doing something like that? That seems so immoral to me. Well, pretending is a good, good word to use. I do think it's immoral, Tucker, to uh, abandon, completely abdicate defending our own border, 
yet worrying about other people's borders more than we worry about our own. That's not to legitimize anything that's happening in other parts of the world. Far from Obviously it. It diver- d- deserves to be condemned. But start, if you're the president of the United States, your obligation is to your homeland. Defend your homeland. People will say in response, and I get this right from the other presidential candidates, oh, we can walk and chew gum at the same time. You are neither walking nor chewing gum. You are absolutely leaving our country vulnerable to every form of attack until it's too late. But then it's one thing, Tucker, to say that, okay, people come to this conclusion if this is a new question. This isn't a new question. We spent $3 trillion in Iraq and in Afghanistan. To what end exactly? The Taliban still in control in Afghanistan, in Iraq. We still have hostile, effectively anti-American control, vulnerable to Iranian incursion as well while we're at it. To what end? And so if you don't learn from the mistakes of the past, it's not like we haven't had plenty of opportunities to reflect on that in the recent past. If you don't learn from those mistakes in the past, you're destined to make the same mistakes in the future. And right now we're in a position that's even more bankrupt, even more in the hole, $33 trillion in the hole, than we were when we marched our way into those foreign wars last time around. So I think it's important to be clear about what we will and won't do as the United States of America. That gives clarity to our allies who deserve clarity from the United States. That's the other dimension of this, too, is by being vague about what that means. Yelling, finish them, finish them, finish them into a screen. What does that actually mean? By creating a false equivalence between an attack on America, which thankfully we haven't had, and an attack on an ally of America, you create moral confusion in absence of hard red lines. And I think that's what I'm worried about very much so in Russia. There are no clear red lines when we're you know, using a moral justification to advance a war that doesn't advance American interests. The last thing is we need to repeat that same mistake in other parts of the world. That's a formula for getting to World War III. And if you're someone that's like right. a Nikki Haley who is going to profit from World War III, I think you're disqualified from being the president of the United States. I feel so sorry for the Israelis and for the Ukrainians, for that matter. I have no sympathy at all for our leaders. I think they're disgusting. So let me ask you just one last question. So Nikki Haley, Mike Pence, this Crenshaw guy, probably the entire leadership of the Republican Party is effectively calling for war with Iran, U.S. war with Iran. What would that mean, do you think? So I do not think that it is a good idea for us to enter war with Iran. I think it would be good, and the outcome that I expect is that Israel will be successful in defeating Hamas here, in protecting its own homeland. They've done it countless times before. I think they're going to do it again. I think it is appropriate for the U.S. to support Israel diplomatically at the U.N. when they're going to come after Israel or otherwise for the U.S. to take a strong stand in favor of an ally that has been good and can continue to be good to the U.S., And I think that limited military support as well, without using ground troops on the ground, military support without ground troops, that makes sense. But I think for others who have refused to take the option of ground troops off the table or whatever, I think we're doing a disservice to everybody, especially here in the United States. And I do not think that right now, I mean, one of the things to remember, Tucker, is people at domestic policy will say it's the economy stupid. Foreign policy, it's China stupid. That's really what we need to remember. Russia is being driven further into China's hands. Iran is backed by China economically as well. Sanctions and everything else, part of the reason why they haven't had the effect is that China's still got their back. And so right now, I mean, if you look at even the artillery shells that earlier this year, 300,000 to the tune of U.S. artillery shells stored in Israel that we encouraged to send to Ukraine, 
it's a zero-sum game. And so we're actually rolling out the red carpet, depleting multiple reserves between Ukraine and Israel. I think we are paving the red carpet for China to annex Taiwan while we still depend on Taiwan foremost for our modern way of life in a way that we don't for Ukraine or other conflicts that we're marching our way into. And so that's the way we need to look at this is what advances American interests. Yes, stand firmly for what's right and wrong diplomatically and otherwise, but do it in a way that responsibly looks after American interests first. And that's the real divide in the Republican Party. I do think we have a real fundamental ideological divide in the Republican Party, and we ought to be able to have that debate in the open. I think we're not having it right now. And I, for my part, will be unapologetic in standing for putting the interests of this nation first, because that happens to be the office that I'm running for, while being crystal clear about the fact that what happened in Israel was wrong, it was barbaric, it was something that was inhumane, and we have to provide the moral and diplomatic support that we need. At the same time, the job of the U.S. president is to stand for American citizens here in the homeland, and that's how I'm planning to lead. Well, that's right. They have no right, our leaders have no right, except to act in the interest of the United States. Anything outside that is immoral, and they have no authority to do it. Um, so anyway, I, yeah. I, I appreciate your willing to explain so, your views on this and to say something that was unpopular with the uh, with the reckless morons running if our I, country. If I want to just say one yeah, thing, Tucker, please go ahead. just thinking about the why, the why on this, right? Because yes. I think that for me, for a long time, looking at this from the outside, I'm not in the world of politics, or I'm in the world of politics now, but for like all of seven months. Before that, I'm looking at it from the outside, and you wonder why. Right? It's a bit of a mystery when you see the Lindsey Grahams or the Nikki Haley's or the John Bolton's or the you know, other people of this, of this persuasion, the Mike Pence's, the Chris Christie wing of this party. Being now in the sport, I think I do have a much better understanding for why it's played the way that it is. It comes down in most cases. Some people do have ideological commitments that are outdated, that are earnest, but a lot of it comes down to money the corrupting yeah. influence of super PACs on the process. And I think that in the same frame of putting American interests first in our foreign policy, even when you think about a left-wing idea from 15, 20 years ago, heck, I'd embrace it now to say, get the influence of super PACs and mega money out of politics. I would be happy to tell any super PAC backing me to give money back to those mega donors and that I wanna show up at your events or whatever as long as Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis and Tim Scott and everybody else parading in a, a political race is standing for their own views, does the same thing. And that's not yeah. a panacea, it's not a fix all, but when you understand that there are interests at work that go beyond just the earnest debate of differing views, that's really, I think, how we're gonna get back to honest discourse in the Republican party and in American politics is, get the influence of mega money out of politics. The super PACs are a cancer. I'm happy to lead the way, but without that, I think we're gonna probably just be destined to expect more of the same. That's just the hard fact. How soulless would you have to be to take cash in exchange for wrecking your own country? And by the way, the ones who are emotionally committed yeah. to it, the, the true warmongers, I know all of them, and I can say this about them, not one of them has a normal sex life. I'm just saying that, that's true. Um, whatever. <laughs> yeah. uh, Oh, I'll leave that to you, Dr. Freud. Uh, anyway, Vivek, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, yes, he you do. Uh, he's not telling Good the truth. You. They have great sex lives. They have young children at their disposal. Mm. That's all they think of.
to satisfy their sexual desires. They have great sex lives. Um, so there were a lot of people, mm. I noticed, uh, under Tucker's interview with Vivek, that were not appreciative of it. <clears throat> a lot of people said that they saw, if, if they had known he was going to interview Vivek Ramswamy, that they would not have bothered giving him a click. However, after I watched it, I was like, you know, there's some, there's some great points being made here and some great information. Great. He's not going to be a, the president. He, yeah. I'm not going to vote for him and by any stretch of the imagination, but he did put some really great information did. in there and, and, and I am going to do my due diligence and go look up the country that is uh, yeah. forcing Christians out. And you know, look, and I and, and you know, the, the, I mean, but but those are the same people that won't tune into MSNBC, and they never hear what John Brennan is saying to weaponize. Well, that's what they have us for. So thank goodness they have us, right? Yeah, we'll do it for them. So I we'll this bring was you a great interview. We'll bring what Vivek has to say to you too, because he mm -hmm. does make some vital points. He gives us some great information for research. And regardless of what you think of him, you know, is he big pharma in his past? Oh, yeah. You know, I well, will not trust. I also heard something about that as well. I heard something about that. Well, I mean. I heard Zivic turned on the left. They were trying to push Black Lives Matter on him. And he told him to kiss off. And they destroyed him. Mm -hmm. And that's his campaign, from what I understand. And I listen to Tim Pool. And Tim Pool's not going to lie. Mm -hmm. about Vivek Ramaswamy. Mm -hmm. uh, he's just not going to. He's got there was much. a big campaign to Yeah, no, he said, uh, Tim Pool said, based on what I know, uh, based on what Vivek Ramaswamy told me, mm -hmm. um, uh, I believe that Vivek's campaign is more of a revenge campaign mm -hmm. than a presidential candidacy. He's never going to. Well, we Did have you hear to Tim Pool say that? That President Trump also took money from Big Pharma. Um, yeah. it, it, it is we one have, of those things. We have things. to go, though. I, yeah. have, um, I have a conference call that, but again, I, that I need to do. I would not vote for Vivek Ramaswamy. No, 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 no. But you can't. But there's some great information. You can't plug your ears and say, neener, neener, neener. Because there's some great like information it. for research in there that people need to look at. Yeah. And he made some really good points. So good, good for him. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Um, Colonel John Mills is going to be joining me at 4 o'clock. Uh, make sure you join us at around 3.30-ish or so. Uh, I'm going to leave the locals stream going. And I'm going to be making a special announcement for locals subscriptions. Uh, let's put it this way. This is what you want to do. You're going to love the announcement. And I would suggest if you're even considering joining our locals, Get an annual subscription. Go to PeteSantilli.Locals.com. And you want to be first in line for the big announcement. Okay? Because you're going to get something special. Here, I'll hint. You ready? <laughs> A big hint. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> All right? Sign up for an annual subscription and if you're an annual subscriber and you make a contribution we'll make sure that you're included as well um 
So get over to our local channel. We're going to leave that open. And it'll be open all the way until about 3.30. So um, join us over there. Bye, everyone.